This is Free Talk Live. We are kicking off another edition of the live Saturday show. Of course, we're here doing the same thing we do all week long, is taking your phone calls about whatever you want. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I am getting over a cold, uh, but luckily I'm at the getting over it stage at this point. Uh, swine flu. Well, I don't know. You said that swine flu. Everything's swine flu. If you, right. if, yeah, the government has made it so the doctors don't can't, can't even they don't even test for swine flu anymore. They just say everything's swine flu, so it's fine. Toll free number is for you eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can of course bring up anything. Otherwise, we will uh, bring things up that may be of interest to you. And of course, uh, in the news, big time this week was this Fort Hood shooting. Uh, one guy managed to take out quite a few army guys. Right? Was it the army? Yeah, uh, yeah, Fort Hood's an army base. Fort yeah. Hood, down there in Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And, uh, Mark, how do you feel about that? <laughs> do you really want my opinion on Fort Hood? Well, we, honestly, we haven't touched on it yet, really. I think somebody mentioned it uh, during our weekday program this week. But Well, here's my prediction, okay? And I'll, I'll, as a matter of fact, I'll bet you 10 push-ups, Ian, that I get called an American-hating, effete liberal by 9.30 Eastern time, okay? Oh, that's pretty specific. An effete liberal? Well, an American-hating, effete liberal, yeah. <laughs> because it's really about America-hating for, for, for uh, you know, if, if you don't love the military, you know, then, then you hate America. Well, and this guy was actually in the military. He's a major, th- yep. A major? He was a major. Okay. Up for promotion. He was soon to be a lieutenant higher colonel. Higher than sergeant? So, sergeant. <laughs> God, you know nothing. Uh, yeah. No, I, it's, I've never been in the military. How am I supposed to He's know? an officer as opposed to an enlisted person. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. So, he was a doctor and he was uh, about to be deployed. A psychologist or something, right? A psychologist, psychiatrist, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know that really, you know, I, I, a psychiatrist prescribes medicine. So, he didn't want to go. Yeah, that's right. He it believed... seems like an inappropriate way to respond. I mean, that's my reaction. Right. To this I don't is... think you should kill a bunch of people right. because you don't want to go someplace and kill a bunch of people. Um, you should maybe just say no. How about that? How about hey, I'm not going. Thanks for the invita- invitation. Yeah. That's... Oh, what's that? You want to force me to go? Well, no. I think I'd rather you throw me in the brig. Oh, there's been plenty of people who've refused to go. Yeah. And, and they've gone away with it. Yeah, they've managed right? to, to, to get away with it. Because why would the military want somebody? who doesn't really want to be there. Why would they really want that? I mean, it didn't work very well when they were drafting people back in Vietnam. So I think they at least, I hope at least that they've learned that lesson that, well, if this guy doesn't want to fight, if this guy doesn't want to come over and work in this one area, why would we want to force him into doing that? I mean, clearly this is what happens when you try to apply force, is that you get unintended consequences. In this case, they tried to force this guy over to Afghanistan. He didn't want to go. He... But, and, and again, I'm not defending what he did. I'm just saying this is what happens when you when you put pressure on people. They and, snap. You know, it's it's it, it's really no great thing that uh, th- this fellow's got such a darn Arab name, uh, Nidal Malik Hassan. Of course, uh, the allegations are he uttered Allah Akbar before he right. And this is him. all the all the sort of you know wrapping it all up. And this is America versus Islam. And this is what this guy's complaint was. His complaint was is that the global war on terror is in fact a global war on Islam. And I don't know how far from the truth that statement is. With it's some not of the calls exactly we, the same, but it's close to the same. With some of the calls we get around here, that's what it sounds like from our callers' perspective. The ones that are very, very upset and they, you know, they believe that Islam is evil. They're and reasonably that. certain that you could stop terrorism in this world by going and. But the, the the advocations have been bombing the place to glass. Um, they have been rounding up 
all the Arab folks in the United States and putting them in camps. Or give them a special Muslim card to right. carry around. And, you know, we've had all kinds of uh, things from, I, I'm, I'm sorry, people that... Separate uh, drinking fountains. You know, <laughs> that, that is hy- hyperbolic. But the rest of it isn't. Those are they did that, want a special line for, uh, for Muslims yep, at the airport, didn't they? They did want a special line for Muslims at the airport, so the rest of Where us didn't starts. have to wait as much. Because you know Americans aren't going to blow up airplanes. Of course. Oh, because Americans would never do terrorist activities like uh, the Oklahoma City building. Uh, right. Right. You know, I mean, it's... Uh, Wasn't he a Christian, too, the, uh, Tim McVeigh? I, I, I don't know. I mean, this, this guy, uh, Major um, Nidal Hassan, do you know if he was Muslim? No, I don't know. I, don't yeah, know. I mean, he just sounds Arab, right? So he probably was a Muslim because that's where he's from, but big, mm-hmm. big fat, hairy deal. So There uh, are crazy people in every religion. Killers in, that would claim every religion. Now, oh, the now, now we've really done it because now we're going to get somebody that's going to tell us why Islam is a bad religion versus why Christianity is a good religion. What, right, why they deserve to die, but no, what? That's very confusing to me. Yeah. It's, uh, religions are religions, and I think a lot of religions have a basis of love and, and peace. It's just that the message has been corrupted you know, by I'm, the by people that want to control people. If I could if I could get rid of the uh, the religions of the world because I really do believe it's the institutional religions. It's the top down mm-hmm. um, where uh, there's a guy who stands at the front of the church and the then Pope. he tells uh, the rest of the people what to believe. Yeah, that's the problem. Okay, when you got a preacher up there pounding and and sweating and saying that if uh, if you if you're one of them gay people or one of them Islamic people if you don't love Jesus it's the only path to righteousness. You don't do it's the exactly. same. Exactly as I say, that the Arabs do, um, you know, the, 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 they're, they're these these radical Muslim uh, mullahs and stuff like that. It's it's all the same stuff. So, you know, I to me, I do believe to some extent that uh, this major Nadal Malik Hassan, when he says that the global war on terror is the global war on Islam, I think that he's somewhat right. And America's wrapped up in this whole Fort Hood thing. They they're oh my God, thirty one people and. I think um, 13 were murdered and 31 uh, injured. The Pretty numbers keep on seem, um, keep on changing. Handguns, right? Um, well, yeah, he's all yeah. he had was a handgun. Uh, it was called a cop killer. Was the kind of handgun that he had? Is that right? Well, I thought that was whatever. a bullet type. Whatever. Cop killer. I don't have any idea. Um, that you know, the news just drops little sound bites, little bits. Mm-hmm. So, but what I would challenge people with is, if you really care about America's fighting men and women, if you really care. Uh, and, and you think that I am, in fact, an American-hating, effete liberal, or whatever it is that uh, that, that I'm going to get called tonight, because I don't believe that I should have to pay to because perpetrate a war on people who, I, you know, well, for, for, that I don't agree you're in. You're going to get called that because people aren't going to listen. They're going to hear you saying wait, something to the effect of, well, he was right about this, and then that's all they're going to hear is, because uh, this guy couldn't be right about something, he's a madman. I mean, right? He's crazy. Wait. He couldn't possibly be right about something. But if you really care about America's fighting men and women, I want to tell you a story that happened yesterday. This is uh, Friday, November the 6th. At least 25 were hurt in U.S. troop search in Afghanistan. More than 25 NATO and Afghan troops were wounded during a search Friday for two missing U.S. paratroopers in western Afghanistan, the uh, NATO-led force said. The Taliban said that the two missing soldiers were dead and had recovered their bodies. Okay, that's all I need to read on this. So because wait, who died? Twenty-five. Um, no, there was it, people were injured that were working that were trying to find two American soldiers. Injured. So um, yeah, twenty-five NATO and Afghan troops. The Afghan troops that we, we basically pay, we fund them. Too. Okay, um, the, these are our mercenaries. Mean the, meaning the government. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
okay, so you care so much about the slaying that went on here. These same people, if they went over to Afghanistan and their soft bodies caught hard bullets there... They'd be a blip in the news. They'd be nothing. No one would care. No one does care. It gets a mention, doesn't it? Here's the mention. How many people in America know this story from yesterday about 25 people hurt looking for two uh, U.S. paratroopers? Nobody. But they know all about this Major Hassan fella. Are you saying that American troops are more important when they die, at least from a pe- The tragedy when it occurs here on American soil. You see, this is what they won't say. They'll say that, oh, these people die for freedom and all that other stuff, but what, what they really care about is keeping the killing outside of the American borders. That's what the concern is. And it's the same way that the Roman citizens, uh, you know, they, they brag that Rome didn't have, uh, you know, anything happen on, in, inside of the, the, the territory or whatever, um, you know, south of the uh, Rubicon River for seven centuries. Well, that's because the Roman citizens were able to finance, you know, through pillaging, able to finance a giant military that kept the fighting elsewhere. And I contend that that's what we're doing now. That's what the U.S. government's yep. doing. I don't want to have a part of, any part of this. Well, whatever. And, and, you know, point of information here, this Malik Hassan guy never would have done what he did had there not ever been a war in Afghanistan, right? I mean, he'd have just been doing his job as a, you know, Fort Hood psychologist, and everything would have been fine, because yeah. nobody would have been shipping out to some insane fight that's happening half a world away that has absolutely nothing to do with freedom. If you listen to Obama's advisors, uh, you know, what they say about the war in Afghanistan, the reason that we're over there is a political reason, because Obama has married himself to this war. There's nothing as far as a resource, you know, no reason we should be there. Let me give you the toll-free number. It's 800-259-9231. Your thoughts on the shooting uh, down in Fort Hood or the 25 people that have uh, been hurt down over in Afghanistan. 800-259-9231. Bring up anything as well. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. If you're paying more than $14.95 per month for DSL, you are paying way too much. It's time to make the switch to DSL Extreme, the nation's number one internet service provider. DSL Extreme is fast. And at $14.95 per month, it's cheaper than dial-up. Plus, you get free spam protection, a free modem, and 24-hour-a-day free local tech support with no setup fees. Service restrictions apply. Call 1-866-2-GET-NET. That's 1-866-2-GET-NET. Or go to DSLExtreme.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial on in, bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231. Plus, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. And the features include the chat room. Just head on over to chat.freetalklive.com. You'll find people in there. Of course, best time is during the show, but it is open all the time. Chat.freetalklive.com. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. Incorporate your business, create a will or a living trust, even register a trademark. Empowering you, protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. It's LegalZoom.com. All right, we go to your phone calls about whatever you want. It is Kurt in Charleston listening to WSC-FM. Hello, Kurt. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Kurt? Um, I've never caught you guys. I, I listen to uh, WSC um, as often as I can all day long. Great station. And I, It's a great station. Um, I tend to lean uh, more to the hard right. And 
I've never heard you two folks before, but the last 30 seconds of the diatribe that I caught right before you went into commercial just curled my toenails. What specifically? Um, not specifically, um, it sounds like maybe you want to go polish Obama's shoes. Um, have you read Mein Kampf and, and are you Marxist? We need wait a second. to finish uh, the war. Now you're talking. Wait, 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 wait. Obama, not a Marxist. Uh, Hitler, Mein Kampf, written by, written by Hitler, not a Marxist. Um, like you've you've covered uh, democratic socialism, um, national socialism, and uh, I guess communism is what Marx says. Yeah, well, okay. Um, why then? Let's break it down to brass tacks. Why shouldn't we finish? What we started. I didn't I'm start anything. How do you finish the war in Afghanistan? No, let me finish. Okay. I'm 47 years old. I was born at the beginning of Vietnam. And everything that we've been involved with since then, America has not backed it up and finished it off one way or the other. Okay? What's that mean? We, we to, need to finish it off. To, 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 to stand firm. Um, if we go in as a nation... What, is that? what does wait, that mean? Wait, wait, before he goes on, I have some more questions about uh, okay. socialism and communism. Now, communism is kind of about making people do what they don't want to do for the good of the whole, right? Oh, let's not get started on this medical thing. Is it a yes or no? That, that's exactly what communism all right. is all about. Excellent. Wait, 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 uh, wait. Take, before you go on. Take the money from the rich. Right. Now, how about take the, the money from everybody? Because we all have to pay for it. For everybody. Trust it doesn't them. work. Right. So you're taking money from everybody in order to fight this war over there. Aren't you really just a war communist? No, I don't, I don't want to pay for that. it. I, I, I'm not I interested believe, in your war, dude. I believe at the end of the day that we as a nation are trying to better the world. Uh, hold it. That's, com that's a communal statement right, right there. Right. We. So we as a nation, no, the good of the nation once, is more once, important once than the we, good of me. I don't want to pay for your nation, war, dude. See, see, right now, I actually believe that we should back out of Iraq right now. I don't care what you think. Obama is the only one that matters. Do you understand? He's the commander-in-chief. And you apparently believe that the nation whom Obama runs uh, should do whatever it is they should do. Wait a what? minute. Wait a minute. Obama, let <laughs> me step in here nation. for a moment. No, I, he first is of all, not the nation. That's right. There, there is no such thing as a nation. Right. There is no nation, you dude. You are correct I am about me. That. You are you, and right. Obama is Obama. So please stop using this collectivist speak of we right. did this and we did that. Because it's communist talk. Right. Because that's uh, what the, com cause the uh, communists uh, have indoctrinated it, it, you. Do you understand this? Hang on one moment, dude. Hang on. Let me explain something to you. You've been indoctrinated so thoroughly. And I've been there, too. I've been where, right where you are, uh, where you've been indoctrinated to this commie speak of we did this and we did that. I did not invade Iraq. I did not invade Afghanistan. I am not in Afghanistan. And I don't want to have anything to do with any of that. So, you know, how can you call me a and communist? Before you go on, okay, the black... But on the other hand, you are not over there fighting, are you? Thank goodness. But I'll okay. tell you this: so guys you with guns no will come to that, except for your tax dollar. Right, your guys will come to my house. Is it. Guy, but dude, you're not dude. over there risking your life. Why okay. would I? <laughs> I'm not going to risk my life <laughs> for a politician. Mercenaries risk um, their the lives all the time for money. Says we the people, and until Osama bin Laden changes our constitution, our our our, our savior and messiah. Kurt, Kurt. I, okay. I know what your constitution and the declaration and all that stuff say. I used to be a really big constitution. Kurt? You're not American? Kurt? Isn't it our constitution? Can we have a conversation? Kurt, did you sign it? 
No, I it's didn't not your constitution. Then I, God, that some people got out of Europe and stopped being stupid and being overrun by religious zealots and and uh, um, kingdoms and and all the crap, and decided to rise up and create a nation that prides themselves on freedom. There is no such thing right. as a nation. They're only individuals. Kurt. Kurt. I don't have the freedom to say I'm not interested in paying for this war. Doesn't that bother you that men will win with guns will come to my house and drag me off to prison if I choose not to pay for this war that I don't agree with, that I find uh, morally reprehensible? That, that, that's not going to happen. It's only going to happen mean? under o Osama's law. What are you talking what about? Are you talking have about? you ever heard of the IRS, dude? Have you heard of Ed Brown and Elaine Brown? Yeah, that's all. That's all well and good. Um, no, it's not. I can't. I can't change monetary law in this country sure. as far as the IRS. But you can I, stop I calling me a commie that. when it's you who supports communism. I don't support communism. Apparently you do. Let's run it if by you, you one more time. One more time. Okay, Kurt, one more time. If you think that I should have to pay for this war over there hmm. that I don't want anything to do with, you're a war communist. I don't believe that we should have to pay for it. Excellent. I don't believe oh, great. We, we, Hang on, let me finish. I don't believe that we should still have military bases in Japan. I don't believe that we should be backing military the other in Germany. I don't countries. believe that our tax base should go there. I believe that money should be spent well-earned here in America. But the fact is, we can't change that as individuals. Wait, why not? So until people change their, their, their frame of mind... We're stuck with what we're stuck with. I guess and we are. We're, but we're in this war right now. No, okay? no. But you know, Kurt, you go again with your, you know, you do know. I had a I had a conversation with a friend of mine today, my roommate, and we're it's it's we're right back in Vietnam. It's not a freaking war. And we need to get the hell out of Afghanistan. We need Kurt, to uh, let, I agree with you there. Get the hell out of Iraq Kurt, and let them kill each other. We okay? are not in. The, I'm, I'm with you on that, is, Kurt. However, there, just so you know, you can do something about it. Sixty million Americans don't file tax returns. I'm one of them. Excellent. All right, so we're on the Thank same you. page here, Kurt. I, I'm one of them. Kurt, you know why? Why? You're a great I'm American. I'm giving you my last name uh, so she can't find me. Um, I'm in arrears uh, due to circumstances beyond my control uh, due to child support. And every time I file, ta child support, or file taxes, she gets my tax return. And I make darn good money, and she gets $900 a month for one kid, and she gets my taxes at the end of the year. Okay? I overpay for a child. I'm an American citizen. No child in America spends $900 a month. Okay? This is why hey, I, I, I feel taxes. for you, Kurt. I, I understand where you're coming from there, and I thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. Believe it or not, you know, we probably agreed with Kurt on a, a few different things, at least what it sounded like. Just hard to, uh, hard to ascertain all that through the anger and the, and the collectivist speak. He says he doesn't want to be in Afghanistan and Iraq, and he's not. So, Kurt, don't he's say we. Right. We're not there. I don't think I should have to pay for the people that are there, though. That much is for sure. 800-259-9231. And I won't pay. I think you should pay for your kid if you have one, though. Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kid Essentials, the nutritionally complete drink with 25 essential vitamins and minerals and probiotics to help support your child's healthy growth. Visit us at kidessentials.com. 
Calling certain foods bad or good doesn't go very far in helping kids understand about balanced diets. Discuss the powers of foods. Carrots are good for your eyes. Fish keeps your heart strong. And how they work together to help kids grow, and they'll remember it even better. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features on our site, and we give them away. Unlike those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites. Head on over to freetalklive.com and enjoy our live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show, a dial-up version, even a webcam, and our brand-new Free Talk Live listen lines, all there, all free, at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Ian, I don't know about you, but I I don't like to make multiple trips to carry anything if I can avoid it. Yeah, I'm lazy. (laughs) um, One of the things that I have to carry the most are grocery bags with groceries in them, and I recently have found an advert, uh, you know, an, our advertiser and a, a client of ours called Totasac, and it is some little plastic handles. Actually, they're made of recycled materials and some metally things in there too, and it's all made in the United States. And there's these little handles that help you carry grocery bags and things like that. Now I never go to the grocery store without them, and it makes it so much easier carrying things in from the the car. Yeah, they're always in my car. That's where and I keep them. Y- you can find out more about this product by going to T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. It's totasac.com. They carry more than you can, a lot more. In fact, we're going to be doing a giveaway of a two-pack of Totasacs tonight. Is that right? If you say so. That's, well, I say so. It's coming up later. Not right now, so uh, stay tuned for that. But we continue with your phone calls here. Started out the show uh, touching on the situation with the shooting down in uh, Fort Hood. Of course, pointing out that, well... If there had never been a war in Afghanistan, this was my point at least, if there had never been a war in Afghanistan in the first place, as there shouldn't have been, then this guy would just still be going about his business, doing his job, and nobody would have to be uh, dead. And I guess, I guess my question for those that support the war is how many more people are you willing to slaughter in order to finish it? And we, what, what does the end of the war in ter- on terror look like? Right, because the last guy that we had on said he wanted to get out of Iraq and Afghanistan. But we have to finish what we started. But you have to, yeah. But this, what's this the mentality finish look like? of this kind of cliche mentality of finish what you started? Exactly. But, but looking, he mentioned getting out of Japan. Well, that's what finishing looks like in Japan: eternal occupation. <laughs> this is how government ends wars. It stays there. It never ends. There, the, the, the military is in over 130 countries around the world. Over 700 military bases. That's how it ends. They just they just get themselves right. embedded and they keep growing and growing. It's what government does. It grows you know, and it grows. You remember Ronald Reagan? I can't remember the, the, the little phrase exactly, but there's basically there's nothing more eternal than a government program. Or government programs are the closest thing to what we have as eternal on, on this planet or something like that. I want to get your thoughts at 800-259-9231. Or, of course, you can bring up anything. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. Right to the phones and the fun. Stephen is on the line listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Stephen, you're on yes, for talk. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey there. Um, I'm, my name is Stephen. I'm a, a libertarian. Used to be a Democrat, and now I'm a libertarian here in Indianapolis. Excellent. And I'm also a physician. And uh, you, you all there? You hear me? Yep. We got you. Okay. And I agree with you completely. Uh, I uh, I think this whole situation is just a, a fact that uh, you know this guy uh, had the war not have been going on, none of this would have happened. And I'm tired of, of uh, I don't support the war. I openly get a lot of criticism about it, and, and I, I just feel it's, it's a wrong war. I don't like it. And I think the thing, whole thing was started as a, 
is a, you know, by uh, George Bush and Dick Cheney, uh, based on American greed, uh, plain and simple. And uh, the, the Republicans uh, pushed it, and the Democrats rubber-stamped it, so that's why I'm no longer a Democrat. But well, at the time, uh, at that time, I think that uh, America would have uh, would have agreed to invading Canada if that's what they thought. Um, yeah. You know, the the people that if, if that's who they were told, the people who perpetrated 9/11 were. And of course, and that would have been wrong too, because the people that perpetrated 9/11 died in the perpetration of and 9/11. If you're going to so. go with this country thing, they were most of them from Saudi Arabia. We didn't invade Saudi Arabia. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, they exactly, exactly. But the, the other thing with with this. Um, uh, this, this gentleman is, is a – now, i got to correct you both on one thing. Uh, okay, he is a correction. psychiatrist, not a psychologist. Okay, so he is you. a medical doctor, and that's why he can prescribe drugs. Prescribing medicine. Okay. Got it. And so he went to medical school just like your family physician, but he specialized, did a psychiatric rotation and a psychiatric internship, and so he is an M.D., Thank you for that. Does it bother you that a psychiatrist like this is uh, a clearly not a picture of mental health and going <laughs> off and uh, committing a mass murder like this? Well, there's a lot of stress in that particular uh, aspect of medicine. So it's, I just wanted to point out that's not isolated, but this guy is going to get uh, picked on because he's a Muslim. Yes. There's a lot of stress between Christians that do the same. Uh, there's a lot of uh, there's been physicians that have been psychiatrists that have whacked out and killed uh, Christian white people physicians, MDs, that are psychiatrists that have gone crazy and killed all kinds of people. So you don't, you never hear about that, though. Stephen, thank you for the call and thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. You know what's interesting, Mark, is this guy's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not, he's I'm facing, surprised by that. He's I'm likely saying, to face the death penalty is uh, what this article that I have here, uh, you know, stating. Which Probably true, but that also means that he will be able to speak out at some point. And, I mean, I'm not saying his position is But nobody defensible. will listen. I mean, right. Osama bin Laden's tapes and, uh, you know, his manifestos and all that stuff's out there. How many Americans have read it? Ones that, that support this war on terror, you'd think that they would at least inform themselves as to what the complaints are. What of he says into me in the war on terror. Right. What Osama bin Laden did was wrong. Same thing with this uh, this guy down at the military base. He what he did was wrong, but what they've said is fairly accurate and right. fairly uh, you know on target as far as their their rationale. I understand it. I don't agree with what they did as a result of it, sure. but I understand that Osama bin Laden has said time and time again the reason why the you know 9/11 attacks happened was because of the US government's meddling over in the Middle East and it, the killing of people and the yeah, CIA and all that they, stuff. They point out he points out several different countries. I suspect that his main concern is Saudi Arabia, where he's from, for the ruling family in Saudi Arabia and likely would like to be king instead of his brother Hassan at this point. And I think that really what we have here is uh, is a guy who wants to, uh, you know, he wants to be king, and he's he need, he knows he needs to get the merc- the foreign mercenaries out of his land in order to uh, have you know sort of a, a a royal war with his brother. Let's continue with your phone calls and talk to Tom listening to WFLA FM in Tallahassee. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Tom, you are on. Tom has dropped. Tom's gone. I should pay attention to my call screening software. How about Walter listening to WGMD FM in Delaware? Walter, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello? Walter, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, um, I'd like to talk about the religious part. Uh, even if we weren't at war with Islam, Islam would still be at war with uh, you. Well, why because is that? Christian. Well, because that's the system that they were brought up under. What Islam is that supposed is to mean? The... Can you explain that to me? Well, for instance, let's go back uh, in history a little bit, what Muhammad was all about, and why was he all about what he was all about. Uh, you know, he'd seen the, the war in Catholics and the Jews, and he was kind of confused, you know what I mean? No, I'm not sure what you mean. 
You're not sure? Well, let me let me uh, uh, let's look back in history, and we look at religion. Everything you do is religion. Every all education comes basically from religion, even atheism and communism and socialism. All this stuff still comes from religion. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, well. Oh, well, you have to do a little research. What, when was war about. declared on me? That's what I'd like to know. You you, you asserted that, first of all, war. I'm not at war with Islam. You, meant you asserted I was. I'm not at war with anybody, personally. But when are well, you saying Islam war was declared? Well, Islam is at war with you. Okay, please Islam explain that. Is a, Islam has a hundred-year plan against the West. Of the, the West. The okay, um, Islam has that plan. Now, Islam's a religion, and that religion started in, what, 600 A.D. or something like that? Aren't they a little uh, behind in their hundred-year plan? Uh, well, not in the conquer of the United States. What? See, the United, how are they going to conquer? How did they come up with this plan? Is it uh, is it uh, signed well, they by? They came up with the plan because they see how the Jews work in government. They see how the Catholic Church work in government, and so they plan on doing the same thing. So, what are, are they the Jews to... in government? Is 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 Obama a, a Jew? It, Obama's connected with the Jews. He's also connected with the Muslims. He's also connected with the Christian Church, and he's also connected with the Freemasons. So, so where is, how are they going to win this war? I is mean, he part of the British war, wait, royal Mark, family? Can, I, can we take one question at a time here? Uh, okay, Walter, how is it that... going to win this war? Right, you Too said money. there's been a war declared on the West, so what, I mean, what's that going to be like? What's the process? What's the process? Yeah, because I don't feel like there's a war against me at all. What do you believe? Well, I believe in freedom. What kind of freedom? Liberty, uh, the ability to control one's own life without having to ask or beg some bureaucrat's permission, as long as you don't harm anybody else, to be able to live free. Okay, I'll bring you back. I'll bring you back, Walter, and let you let you okay. answer that. Hang on, because I want to know where's this war that's been declared against me? I mean, war has been declared against the plot of land. He says the West. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I guess I live on that plot of land, so war should be declared against me. What does that mean? How will this war play out? Because I'm not fighting. It's free talk live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tis the live Saturday edition. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features are free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. It is that holiday shopping season, and you can get it all done over at Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get the stuff that you need, get the stuff that you want at Amazon.freetalklive.com. And when you enter through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. We get back to your phone calls. Uh, Walter still with us, listening to WGMD in Delaware. <clears throat> Walter, welcome back to Free Talk Live. Now, you are going to explain, uh, you declared that someone, uh, Muhammad apparently, you claim, has declared war Not on... Muhammad. No? The... Not Muhammad, but the religious, uh, probably probably the people from Saudi Arabia, or you know they got okay. a hundred year plan. So some people uh, have declared war on the West, as you call it. And I'm, specific I'm... specific 
rescue the United States. The United States, and yeah. I live within that particular uh -huh. geographic boundary, so you're saying they've declared war on me. So what does that war look like? How will it, be, uh, how will it play out? Because I'm not planning on fighting a war. Well, whether you plan on fighting a war or not, the war has been waged against you because the United States is what opposed the, uh, the Muslim regime, which is basically out of Saudi Arabia. Uh, and you, the United Whoa. States stands in the way, but the United States... Wait a minute. States you're, you're mixing your terms now. Hold on. Hold on. I want to, I want to clar clarify something. You're mixing your terms. You're talking about the United States as though it could do something. It was my understanding the United States was a plot of land. Are you referring... When you say the United States, are you referring to the federal government? I'm referring to the, the New World Order, which is the United States. So... Uh, we control, like you were talking about, all those bases around the world. We control... So many uh, bases and so many resources Who's around we? the world. Who's we? The United States government. Is that the, the new world order? So he and, is talking about the government. And, and the, the Freemasons, uh, the, I would call them the, the new world order governors. Let's put it that okay, way. Okay, so they, uh, point, point, I just want to make sure we're still on the same page here. You're saying the United States government controls a bunch of military bases around the world. I agree with that. And you're saying and that, the, of, uh, that uh, the, you're saying that certain religious factions, uh, Islamic religious factions, have declared war against the United States. Presumably, you, you mean the government. So what you're saying is they've actually declared war on the government and not on me. Is that correct? On you as well. Why and on that me? That not only includes the Muslim, but it also includes the Catholic. Why Church, would they declare war on me? As Can you well explain? as Judaism. What? Why? Because yeah. look, the, the preachers in the United States are preaching the good news around the world. Okay. But what do I have to do with that? That's not me. I'm not a preacher. Have, well, it doesn't matter whether you're a preacher or not. What is coming out of the United States is the word of faith, a uh, word that's saving people's soul. Hmm. And, um, so how well, is this war going to play out exactly? You still haven't explained how that How is it going to play out? Yeah. Well, I think in the coming years, I think the United States is going to probably just drop off the map as being a superpower. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to fall back into the laps of the European. And you think that's going to have something to do with the the is the Islamic um, religion? Yes. Well, the is Islam is a because part of well that because point of information, uh, Walter. Government. Walter, if the United okay. States as a government or whatever as a country falls off the map as a superpower, it's only because of its own own doing. It's only because it's been printing out a fiat currency and just you know letting the printing printing presses all roll on and just that's cranking out the planned. money. And that has nothing to do with uh, an Islamic religion. That just has to do with men that's in search of planned. power over others. No, that's all been planned. Oh, I see. You're just you're so you're basically a conspiracy theorist because there's no, no actual evidence of I'm any kind of war. Theory. I'm not a conspiracy theory, but you look at the economic situation right now. All that's been planned. Oh, I agree with you, but you're saying it's been planned by the Isl Islamic people. Rothschild, and you probably know a little bit more about that than I do, but it's already been planned. But what sure, they that's why they have a fiat plan. currency, so they can print out as much as they want and steal your value yeah. from you. But what does that have to do with people that are Muslim? Well, it has a lot to do with people that are Muslim because people that are Muslim ain't got no conscience. They don't. I mean, their religion ain't really no religion. It's a bunch of concepts from Christianity and Judaism combined together was out of some wild religion from out of the... Uh, why would that... Even, the, I, even if, First of all, I don't know if what you're saying is true, but even if that were true, why would that make them any less of a religion? All religions are ideas that came from before. A lot of the well, uh, the ideas in the Christian religion were ripped off from the sun god. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. The Christians ripped off Christmas from the pagans. You, well, you didn't know that? The Christmas tree was a pagan symbol.
The whole Christmas holiday was borrowed by the Christians. They moved Jesus' birthday to uh, December 25th so, people, so they could capitalize on the parties that were uh, being celebrated for solstice. <laughs> Am I all telling you? Is that true? true? It's all it's true. true. So, look, even if what he's saying is true about uh, the Muslim religion, and I don't know if what he's saying is true, I'd rather talk to a Muslim to get the, uh, the straight scoop on that. And if you are a Muslim and you'd like to talk to us tonight, I'd love to hear from you at 800-259-9231. But if it's true that they borrowed their religion, you know, their ideas from other religions, so that's what the Mormons did. That's, you know, you take old ideas, you modify them, you've got a new idea. You know, um, the world isn't going to get anywhere with, um, you know, two people on, on, you know, different sides going, your religion sucks. No, no, your religion sucks. No, no, your religion, you know, I, there, there's nowhere to go with that. Well, it's worse, though, because it's your religion sucks, and now we're going to kill you for it. Well, that's, you know? well, that's, that's what it escalates to. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the, the both sides can figure out reasons why the other side's a bunch of bad people. And, uh, you know, yeah, both sides have acted like some bad people. But, uh, you know, the, the, I guess the Gandhi statement, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind, sure does. really applies here. Because... The, the the American people feel like the Muslim people are bad because of what happened on 9-11. I can tell you that if you're in the Muslim world, they believe that 9-11, some people in, in the Muslim world believe that 9-11 was just uh, desserts for what's been happening over there as a result of American occupation from prior to 2001. People think that this whole world war on terror started, and maybe for them it did, here in the United States, for them on September 11, 2001. <laughs> but it was only brought to them at that time, because it yeah. had been over there. Let's go to Nora, listening in Charleston. Uh, Charleston, I think West Virginia. Norris, Nora, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm actually in Charlottesville, Virginia. Oh, Charlottesville, listening to WCHV. Hello there. Hi. I've been listening to a lot of this uh, whole conversation. Yes. Oh, my God. You know, first of all, I'd like to tell you I'm a former Republican, now Libertarian. Mm -hmm. I am originally from Cuba. Oh, cool. Migrated country at the age of nine. You what at the age of nine? I missed that part. Came to this country at the age of nine. Gotcha. I'm a naturalized U.S. citizen. I am now 54 years old. Mm -hmm. All these years, uh, the Cuban people have been trying to warn the United States of what exactly we are living today. If we don't unite and forget about, you know, I heard this gentleman talk about the religion. You know, at the bottom line, when we cut ourselves, we all believe the same. Mm -hmm. We're all human beings, okay? Absolutely. God loves us equally. He does not make a distinction whether we're Catholic, Muslim, Jewish, or whatever. The distinction, what, I think, is, is whether you love your neighbor, really. You got it. You yeah. have to walk in the way of the Lord, and that is the only truth. That is it. Follow those Ten Commandments. Have God oh. in your heart. While we're at I don't this know, world, Hang on a second. Mark, you got sure. a question? I'm kind of wondering about uh, this, this Ten Commandments thing. I've been thinking about that this week and last week, and, you know, um, I'm wondering about saying a pledge to the flag. Because one of the Ten Commandments is, uh, you know, thou shalt not have any graven images. And, uh, you know, isn't a flag a graven image? And isn't standing there with your hand over your heart saying, uh, you know, I pledge allegiance to this, uh, this, this flag, isn't that worshiping a, a graven idol? Are you asking me? Yeah, yeah. sure. You're the only one here. Okay. No. Um, no? Worship God is totally different than honoring your flag. 
Okay? I want to come back and talk to you about that if you don't mind. Hang on. If you can hang through the news, I really want to give you a chance to. Uh, we'll expand on the flag. And, of course, you can call in about whatever you want. It is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. We've got a full two hours remaining. Plenty of time for your calls about anything. Maybe you don't want to comment on this war topic. Uh, you can take the conversation anywhere. Just dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. And that number brought to you by SACL CAI. We'll come back with more of Nora. But right now, I want to give you a two-pack. Of the Tota Sack. We told you about it earlier this hour. A bunch of our listeners have picked these things up, and they are loving them. I know I love mine. I've got two in the back of my car right now. Whenever I get back from the grocery store, I load them up. I load the groceries bag, gro- grocery bags onto the Tota Sacks, carry all the grocery bags in in one trip. It's great. Totasack.com, T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com. That's where you can order a family pack. But right now, if you're caller number 5 at 603-435-1105, that's a special contest line. If you're caller number 5, you will win a two-pack of the Tota Sack. You can try them yourself. Uh, and once you try them out, you're going to want to buy some for uh, your family this uh, this holiday season. It's going to make a great stocking stuffer for anybody that, well, is old enough to buy their own groceries, I guess. 603-435-1105. Fifth caller wins a two-pack of the Tota Sack. 603-435-1105. We will take your calls about anything coming up. Hour 2 is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. And the number brought to you by SACL CAI tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Now, we're bringing Nora back on. Uh, we had her uh, at the end of the last hour. I wanted to hang on to you, Nora, because, well, we just started touching on a topic that you had an opinion on. We'd asked you for your thoughts, and you didn't have time to get them out before the end of the, the hour. So uh, the, what the issue that was brought up was by you, Mark. You had uh, Nora had dropped in the idea that one should follow the Ten Commandments. Now, Mark, neither you nor I are Christians, though we were both Christians at some time in our past. Um, I consider myself a pantheist, uh, kind of a Quaker, pantheistic Quaker. But, uh, Mark, you brought up the Ten Ten Commandments, specifically the issue of idol worship, right? Yes. 
And and can you recap your question to Nora, and we'll just start right from sure. there. Sure. Uh, the Ten Commandments are pretty clear that uh, our Lord God is a jealous God, and thou shalt ha- have no other gods before me. And um, that actually, really, you shall have no, no other gods, period. And he doesn't like graven images in particular. Um, and I'm just wondering, how is uh, you know the worship of graven image different than pledging allegiance to the flag? And, you know, the, the flag is something that's made, and one says a little prayer to it called the Pledge of Allegiance uh, with one's hand over one's heart, where one says that I shall be, I shall have fidelity to this piece of fabric over all other pieces of fabric. Nora? Okay. If you look at it that way, but look at it this other way. When okay. you go marry your wife or your girlfriend, don't you say some kind of an allegiance to her, some some kind of prayer to her. So, I mean, if you take it to that context, then I guess you can say that you're worshiping a flag. But when you worship God, you have a one-to-one relationship with your creator, with God, okay? That is not idol worship, because that is a spiritual um, conveyance or relationship that you have with your creator, with God, okay? My God happens to be... Jehovah, Javeh. Okay? I think she's made a pretty good argument. So you're saying uh, that it's not idol worship to uh, to say a pledge to the flag? Because of uh, because other uh, vows are made, so therefore other vows can be kept um, in, you know, b- b- is, is subordinate to a vow of, um, you know, to one's God. And I, I think, that, okay, I think so she's made a reasonably good uh, stab at that. And, so then you know, would you agree, Nora, that it's just a bad idea to say the pledge, you know, simply because it's, uh, well, socialist indoctrination? Written by a Nazi. Well, okay. Having come from a socialist communist country, Mm -hmm. as I mentioned in the earlier part of this program, having known the monster within, uh, I would gladly say the Pledge of Allegiance any day, because what I'm pledging to is to honor, respect, and defend this country that is a sovereign country up to a few years ago. Sobering? Well, I have, I, sovereign. Okay. okay, sovereign. Sorry, my mistake. I'm sorry. When I get emotional, my, my speech kind of goes haywire. Sure. I am bilingual. That's all right. Was there a pledge down in Cuba? Pledge to the flag? Yes, there was. There was a pledge to yes. the flag down there? Okay. Yes. So, so it doesn't okay. bother you at all that it was written by a, a national socialist or a Christian socialist? Yes, it does. It does bother me knowing now that the Pledge of Allegiance was written by a socialist. Yes, it does mm-hmm. bother me. Um... Whether he wrote it with false pretenses, only he can answer that. He wrote, it for, he wrote it for the purpose of selling flags. He was a flag salesman. <laughs> Thank you, Nora, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight and your thoughts. 800-259-9231. His name was Francis Bellamy. Go ahead. Look it up. Yep. Uh, I didn't mean to sidetrack the conversation. No, over it's fine. To, it's free talk live. We go all kinds of places here. Uh, let's continue with your calls, though. And ladies first, Rachel is listening to WFLA-FM in Savannah, Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. Rachel. Yes, hi. Uh, I... I would listen to one of your calls um, about Iraq and Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. It just caught my, uh, you know, ear because my husband just deployed Thursday to Afghanistan. I hope he comes back safe and sound. Uh, I do, too. It was kind of hard on me, but um, I'm wanting to deal with it. All I got to do is pray. Hopefully he does come back home. I hope so, too. Um, and I actually have a, I have a soldier here with me. Uh, he just came back from Iraq. He's been in the Army for uh, two and- years. And um, I know one caller, he was complaining about taxes. I think he was a totally asshole. But 
And I just wanted to get your uh, point of view about the war that's going on in Afghanistan and Iraq. My point of view is that uh, I, I don't care whether they fly a flag over their battle, that uh, killing people is killing people, and I don't want to fund it. You say you don't want to defend them? I do not want to fund it. I don't want I to hope, pay for it. I hope that uh, I, I hope that everyone survives the experience. Obviously, they won't. It, it wouldn't be a war otherwise. I don't want to see anyone die. But um, no, I'm you know I I don't want to I do not I, I will not fund uh, you know killing if if no. I can avoid it. I don't I don't support it at all. I don't support war. I don't support anything beyond uh, love, peace, forgiveness, and understanding. Personal responsibility. That too. Yes, I I don't support it either, and I I hope. I hope Obama do take the soldiers out. Oh, no, he's uh, increasing the amount of soldiers in Afghanistan. To. Yes. Yeah. I know that he's trying to, but... No, no, you don't try to by increasing the numbers of soldiers. Right, the way the way that you get soldiers out of Afghanistan is you say, hey, you see that thing smoking over there? Get on it, we'll ride it out. That's how one leaves. Yeah, if, if he had any intentions of uh, getting people out of there, he'd be doing that instead of increasing the he, numbers. He's the commander-in-chief. He's just another warmonger, just like George Bush. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. No difference at all. I wish that he would, uh, you know, I, I wish he'd stick with his campaign promise of, uh, getting the at well, least the troops come out of on. what uh, politician sticks with their campaign promises you silly man yeah well all right 800-259-9231 let's talk to i believe we've got uh conrad in somewhere conrad north dakota you're on free talk live oh finally hey guys how's it going what's on your mind tonight conrad oh you big drama queen you didn't wait that long <laughs> um well actually i've been uh, delivering and i have your phone my phone just sitting here so i've been hoping that uh, when I'm on a drive, I can catch you guys. What are you it's, delivering tonight? I'm not right. Pizza. Oh, That's not excellent. what I wanted to call about. Um, I want to talk about voting. Okay, sure. But let me let me ask you a question, okay? If someone comes up to you and puts a gun to your head and a Monopoly game right in front of you and says, beat me in Monopoly and I won't kill you, would you be a fool to say, well, out of principle, I see that this is a rigged game and you have all the power, so I'm just not going to play? And I'm just going to yell and yell that this isn't fair. Is that how you would go about it? No, I think I'd play the Monopoly game. Yeah, I'm I'm I, I, I'm I'm pretty good at Monopoly too. Um, the the okay. trick is obviously to uh, to get yourself a set of three and then start building hotels on it as best you can. Well, in in that same way, can't you say the same thing about voting? If they say, "Look, we have a system, and if you play our game and win, we'll go away. But until then, you know, we're legitimate and we have the power." You know, so well, you I don't think vote voting vote. legitimizes them. I, I think I know that there are people out there that that think voting legitimizes the system, but I don't think it does at all. I don't either. I think it's uh, I think it's their. The, I think the system is violence, and yeah. they give you an opportunity to play uh, play a little game in a little fashion. And just as you've said, and as far as I'm concerned, I'll play their little game to protect as many people as I can. I don't like to play from it, their but, violence um, if if I can. And to me, it's yeah, it's worth it. I was listening a couple weeks ago uh, when when Ian was gone. I forget who it was. Dale. I forget his name. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Sam who doesn't who doesn't vote. No, that's Dale from Anarchy. Sam doesn't Dale. vote either. That's true. Okay. Yep. And so that's just how I felt about it. You know, and I think it's even worse when you get into a situation like we have now. You know, I I I fully believe that that at least philosophically speaking, if somebody goes out and votes for tyranny, for taxes, or even refuses to vote. They are, through their actions, directly affecting my life. And so they are actually, commit, they are actually by proxy committing violence. Uh, I, don't do, I don't agree with that. I don't think refusing to vote is, and here's why. I mean, I've, I've, I've been uh, crucified on this issue, um, and I'll, uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you. Um, 
if if you drop your wallet on the street and somebody sees you drop it, are they wrong? Are they morally bad for not telling you uh, that you've dropped your wallet, or are they just kind of um, you know sort of uh, you know doing something that uh, you know sort of despicable? Um, I, I would say the analogy doesn't work because what's ha- not happening is that I'm not dropping my wallet. My wallet is being taken from me. And if you see someone being mugged and you have the power to stop them without harming yourself... But you, have, you don't have you, an obligation. You, you don't have an obligation, so it's not violence against you. If Otherwise, you if it were violence... An, if it were you violence, see someone mugging another person at knife point and you have a gun and you don't intercede... You have no I obligation to intercede, intercede and I don't blame someone who doesn't. They just might not want to get involved. Thanks. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Listen up for something free from Ruger. From now until the end of the year, buy any new Ruger bolt-action rifle and receive a free Ruger-branded Carhartt jacket, both made in America. For more information, go to Ruger.com slash Carhartt. That's Ruger.com slash C-A-R-H-A-R-T-T. Ruger rifles are known for their rugged reliability, handsome style, unique design features, and represent the best value in rifles. Go to Ruger.com and check out a Ruger rifle today. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. We'll tell you more about them later on. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got updates, and you can get signed up for them. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates freetalklive.com get on the list for free that's updates.freetalklive.com ever been using the internet and been kind of worried about who's collecting what information on you and then what they'll do with that information once they have it take the startpage.com seven day challenge for seven days use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference you'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines and unlike your old search engine you will have complete privacy in your search start the 7 day challenge today at startpage.com and this is vetted through a third party organization yes indeed you are private in your search at startpage.com all right so we continue here we'll take your uh, phone calls in just a moment but i wanted to comment a little further on the idea that if somebody is holding someone we just spoke with conrad in north dakota and he posited this toward the end of the call And that was that if somebody is being held up at knife point, and that if you have a gun on you, that it was comrade, it was my understanding that comrade was, uh, Conrad rather, was saying that it was immoral for you to do nothing. When indeed you could step in, you could uh, affect that situation with your gun. I likely would, and uh, I wouldn't be carrying a gun, but I mean, I I understand what he's saying. I would likely do something to protect somebody who's innocent, who is being harmed by somebody who is, uh, you know, using force against them for whatever reason. But but is it immoral for you to not do anything? And I think that the, um, I've, I've heard this before and it rings true to me, is can a man in a coma... Uh, do something immoral? And I think the answer is no. So therefore, anything that a guy in a coma won't do is not immoral. You can't obligate someone to do something. If you do obligate them to do something, you are their master. I don't blame somebody for not wanting to get involved in something like that. You're right, Mark. Maybe in some in some situations it would be appropriate. But if you're coming across somebody with a knife and another person who is a- appearing to be attacked by the person with the knife... You don't really know exactly what's going on there, unless you've been there from the very beginning and you know who both of the uh, the assailants or the, the participants in that particular conflict are. Do you remember the story we had about the guy in the bar who saw a fight 
and he decided to get involved and break that fight up. And in the midst of it, he ended up, uh, let's see, somebody was stabbed, as I recall. Yes. And he managed to kind of break it up. And what ended up happening was... He got some was, blood on him. He, right. They, the, the crowd in the bar ended up thinking that it was him that had uh, had started the fight or something like that. There was a confusion. He ended up being chased outside, beaten uh, to within him to sleep, inch of his life. So he thought he was doing the right thing by getting involved, and he indeed was able to save somebody. Turns out the guy he saved Turns was out a neo-Nazi. Guy, right, the guy he saved was a skinhead. And, uh, right. you know, I mean, I'm not saying that, uh, that, that skinheads deserve just being beaten up or no. anything like that. However, but you he know, didn't know, they're what not the came... first person I'm going to run to to save. But that's just it. He didn't know what he was getting into. He didn't have all the facts when he got involved. I can tell you, Mark, there have been times in my life when if I'd had a gun... And violence happened. There have been times when violence happened in my life. If I'd had a gun, I might have had a dead body on my hands. Whereas otherwise, there was just a robbery and somebody made off with, uh, you know, a few hundred bucks. Yep, I've got no, I've, I've got no uh, uh, problems with people that carry guns for, uh, you know, for their protection and the protection of others that they love. However, I can tell you that in my personal experience, a gun would have never, ever in my life put me in a better situation. Let's go to your phone calls. You can bring up what you want. Ladies first. Phyllis is on the line listening Hi. to WFLA in Tampa. Hey, Phyllis. Uh, do you record my conversation? I, I'm not sure. Bring me oh, up to speed. Oh, it's okay if you do. Uh, I agree with you 100% when you said how are they going to um, stop what's going overseas if he keeps sending troops over there and they're getting killed all the time. And um, it was a lady on the line, and she said her husband was over there, and she's praying for him. And um, Obama, he wanted to stop the the war. Well, if he want to stop it, he needs to stop, stop sending the <laughs> army guys from the United States. You nailed it, Phyllis. Thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Russell, listening to our one of our newer affiliates, WDNG. In Anniston, Alabama, Russell, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, do you care if I uh, change the, the topic? This to is Free Anne Talk Rand? Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Well, the only thing we care about is you don't say the the four words you can't say on the radio. There you go. Okay, I I started reading Atlas Shrugged. Dan Rand, have you either read it uh, before? I've read part. Uh, I've read part of it. I, I just I found it very arduous to get through. Uh, the Fountainhead, on the other hand, I enjoyed, and I've read Anthem. You know, she wrote the book during the Eisenhower administration, and at that time was a very uh, successful, we were in an economic boom time, and yet now, I mean, her, her, the whole premise of the book is the decay of uh, the oil industry and the coal industry and the government's taking over things, and she's anticipating what's happening now. And I'm wondering, what were, what were her references for making such a pessimistic economic, and you know, economic, uh, book at, at that time during the Eisenhower administration. Well, I think her references were uh, the economists of the time, the Austrian economists, have predicted this all along, that you can't, uh, you know, it's the seen and the unseen, that you can't take money from people uh, and then give it to a course of government that isn't incentivized to produce and then expect good results from that. Do you think it's got significant parallels to today with the... Uh Democrats and Obama in control of car companies and banks and things like that. I do, but I would caution you to, uh, you know, uh, to laying at the door of one particular uh, political party, because let's not forget that at the end of his uh, term there, uh, when when he was a lame duck, George Bush decided to do his whole bailout thing, and uh, you know, it's it's by it's one of the big reasons why the Democrats got put in. 
because yeah, uh, because Republicans decided, you know what, I'm not going to go out and vote uh, this this time, you know, because th- it was just before the election. I'm not going to go out and vote. I think that this is uh, this crappy deal. So they they kept Republicans home. You you thought the Fountainhead was a better piece of a better book than uh, Atlas Shrugged? I think the Fountainhead was uh, it was more entertaining and it was meant to be more of an entertaining book. So Atlas Shrugged is, is more of a manifesto. Do you agree that she's not the most literate writer? I mean, it's it's not a very intellectual type book. I don't know. Crude I mean, and. I don't know much about Rand personally. I've read Anthem. I, re- I was, you know, it was one of those books I had to read in, in high school. It's actually one of the few books they uh, they wanted me to read that I actually did read. <laughs> but that's the only uh, Rand I've ever actually read. Most of my liberty-oriented uh, books have been nonfiction. People like Harry Brown, uh, How I Found Freedom in an Unfree World, or Why Government Doesn't Work, or Dr. Mary Ruart's Healing Our World. I like that. Ki- I, I like that kind of stuff because it's real straightforward references. You know, Anne Rand and William F. Buckley were were friends, and I guess they had their dinner parties together with other uh, Georgetown um, conservatives uh, on Sunday nights back in the fifties and things. What's what's your opinion of William F. Buckley? Yeah, I, I did he come out against the war on drugs finally a few years ago? I I don't know. I I don't know if that uh, if he's the, the National, National Review guy, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, I think. he was probably in favor of liber, uh, liberating or liberalizing. <laughs> liberalizing our, our drug laws, I think. I believe he did come out against the war on drugs. Hey, Russell, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Let's talk. Oh, actually, we'll be, we'll be back with more of your calls here in moments. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You really can bring up anything. Maybe it's your first time listening to Free Talk Live. You heard how Russell there was, he was asking us if, we, if he could change the topic. Yes, by all means. You are invited to do that. Whatever it is that uh, you feel like commenting on, you're welcome to. 800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition, and you can bring up anything. If you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. Go to wiki, W-I-K-I dot freetalklive.com and get interactive. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. So they basically will handle the uh, accounts receivable for your, your business because well, who wants to do that? You didn't get in business to handle collections and sending bills. You got in business to help people. SACL CAI's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customer and treating them with respect. They aren't going to break any kneecaps or threaten people or lose clients for you like, you know, some collections companies do. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients to it. SACL CAI, they're the number one sponsor of Free Talk Live. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. All right, 800-259-9231 to one of our newer affiliates, uh, WTAR in Norfolk. Pat is on the line. Hello, Pat. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Welcome, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Um, well, I heard this guy is talking about Atlas Shrugged. Now, you know, I've never met Ayn Rand personally, but I've read, will. I don't know if I've read all her books. I've read a lot of them. But Atlas Shrugged, I've read at least four, maybe five times. I, it's just an excellent book. I love it. 
but it's not about it's about the individual it's it's about it's not about what he's talking about it it's it's, it's about uh, <laughs> I lost my thought I lost my thought. Well, you were telling us what at, what it's uh, what Atlas Shrugged is about to you, at least. I personally have never read it, and you know, I, I feel read, like I get I've read the, part of it. Right, I feel like I get the liberty philosophy. I've read a lot of books about liberty, and I don't see why I need to read a fiction book that kind of you know touches on it. Right. Well, um, what it really means to me is that you know it's up to you and the individual, and if you well, let's get to the minorities. If you want to uh, quibble about minorities and you and you think you're uh, helping the minorities, the smallest minority on the planet is the individual. This is and true. The individual is what counts. That's where the wealth is coming from, from the individual. Absolutely. Not from government, not from any of these other people. It's just, you know, it's an excellent book. As Francisco D'Anconia was one of the uh, characters in the book. One of his famous sayings, you cannot have your cake and let your neighbor eat it, too. Well, you can if you want to share. I, th- I think sharing's fine if it's done on a voluntary basis. But then you won't have the cake. Yeah, but it has to be on a voluntary basis, correct. and that's not the way it's going right now. You are correct, sir. Thank you so much for your thoughts tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Let's talk to, I believe we have Bill in Kentucky. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Hey, Bill. What's uh, on your mind tonight? I wanted to weigh in on the uh, discussion about... Uh, uh, Islamic extremists. By all means. Uh, I know you had asked the question, and I don't know if you were asking rhetorically or not about, you know, why do they hate me personally? I'm not the United States. And just putting it into perspective of... Well, now, before you go on, Bill, the person that was calling in was saying that all of Islam had declared war on the West, and it's it's just not true. I mean, uh, there are maybe some extremists out there in the same way that there are extremist Christians out there as well. Most Muslims, from what I understand, uh, are interpreting the jihad concept as only a defensive form of warfare. Exactly, and that's what I was going to uh, reiterate, is that it's just like in any country or any... Uh, you know, group of people, uh, you know, your leaders, your uh, Islamic extremist leaders, you know, these are just people who are basically statists, just like any other statist, who want control over other people. So they are aware, they're intelligent enough to be, you know, be aware of the fact that you are not the United States, but it doesn't matter. They want control of you. They want control of the United States. And then you have, you know, the ones that are following a movement and, you know, they may not be intelligent enough, or they may not realize because of the the training they get, the you know the the propaganda that they get that okay, all of these Americans are evil regardless of who they are, and so it's so just they like, don't sound very different from most American politicians. Then I mean, they well, want control. Well, I was going to say like your, like your police, you know, your police force. They they're you know a lot of your police officers don't really realize they haven't been educated. They're just you know they're just out there. Uh, you know, doing their good deed. And so some of these people, uh, you know, are actually looking at it from a perspective of, hey, this is what I've been taught and it's what I've, it's what I've always known. So it's just the same. It's just like when you right, talk that's about... Right, that's, that's a common excuse. Well, I, I, I mean, would, uh, right. I'd, I'd, I'd contend that most Muslim extremist leaders probably don't want to rule the West as much as they just want uh, the United States the heck out of their business. Um, you know, most of them care about the Holy Land over there, and they're not really that concerned with what's going on over here. They weren't bombing anybody in, ni- in 1909. 
They, they weren't killing any uh, people yeah. in, in the name of jihad because there was nothing to jihad against because uh, the United States wasn't meddling around in their business at that time. I got one more quick point about the, uh, the guy in Florida. Uh, nobody, I don't think anybody's indicated um, that, uh, realized this is kind of the epitome of government control of guns, that on this military base that almost nobody was armed on a military base. They don't so, really like guns on military bases. It's funny. So, so you know, it, not just the fact that society is, you know, wholly unarmed, but a place where people are trained to kill people, people are not. So just wanted to add in that. And Thanks, I Phil. Taking my I, call yep, I appreciate your time tonight. Yep. 800-259-9231. The, the 40-something victims there of the uh, shooting at Fort Hood had actually been carrying a piece. Maybe this guy wouldn't have gotten so many people shot. Maybe. You know? All right, let's I mean, a person has the right to defend themselves. And I I think to some extent they, uh, you know, they can extend that right out to people that uh, that are around them. They should uh, they should you should try to defend innocents that uh, that are around you. Todd's in Michigan on the amp line. Todd, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Ian and Mark. What's what's going on? Todd, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I don't know if you guys had noticed this last week, maybe last Tuesday night, but normally I don't watch ABC television or I don't watch a whole lot of TV, but they did air an interesting new TV show, the pilot for the new V series. It's a, a reimagining of the old uh, miniseries that came out in the 80s. I don't know if any of you guys had ever seen this. I've never seen it, but, but I, I have heard of it. And I heard that this new... V was a huge big deal when I was a kid. So, yeah, I've seen it. I heard this new series yeah. is, uh, is kind of Liberty-themed. Is that true? It is. Very much so. It's cool. uh, Think about it this way. The resistance fighters in the 80s show were very much libertarian. It was a libertarian-themed show all the way around. It was fighting economic and political fascism. Uh, you had uh, the lizards who are representing the status, our government, it was a social commentary on, you know, basically the uh, Reagan administration at that point. But what was really great was that it was the idea that, you know, they're you know, coming together voluntarily to fight, you know, these lizards from space. I mean, these were basically... Uh, lizard aliens who are dressed up in Nazi-like uniforms. Except they were orange Nazis. And the, n- now, yeah, they were orange then. Pretty gaudy color, color back then. But uh, and today, it's they look like Obama's people a little bit. So now there's some accusations that this is an allegory of Obama and his administration. You know, the key buzzwords. That's been well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, that's, now, that's so short-sighted. I know you're not saying that. You're just saying there are uh, allegations. But it'd be short-sighted to make that claim because, well, Obama's only been in office this year, and a, pro- a television series has probably been in production far longer than a one-year period of time. So I imagine the, uh, the concepts for this reimagining were probably uh, bubbled up around 2007 or something like that. I'm, I'm speculating there, but I know it takes a fairly long amount of time to, you know, to do a, a pro- Production level quality. Yeah. Well, I think it was coincidental um, either way, but well, anyway, you slice that... it. If you're if you're taking on status, of course somebody's going to say, well, they're just targeting the Obama administration because that's who's in charge right now. But if it had come out in 2008, they would have been you know, accusing it of going after the Bush guys. Thanks, Todd, for the call. Appreciate the suggestion. I'll have to check it out when I get a chance. I have not yet uh, seen it. 
800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. It is a live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. If you've seen the Lakota Nation silver round from the Free Lakota Bank, you know it's one of the most beautiful pieces available today. And a really fun way of giving the Federal Reserve the middle finger. Free Talk Live listeners can get them for the absurdly low rate of $22.30. That's right, $22.30. Call 877-857-9938 or go to silver.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can at once. It's 877-857-9938, silver.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial on in toll-free, 800-259-9231. The number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features on the site, and we give them away to you. Now, we're going to ask for your vote. It's something we do on a once-a-month basis. Well, we've been asking more than once a month, but it's something we ask you to do on a once-a-month basis, in that you only need to vote once per month. Now, it's obviously something you don't have to do, but we'd appreciate it. It's a great way to help out Free Talk Live, uh, and it costs you nothing other than a moment of your time. Just go to vote.freetalklive.com. You'll need your email address. You can use that. Uh, that. That is used to verify that you are indeed a real human being, and your votes help push us to the top of the charts at the Podcast Alley Top 10 every single month to help bring new listeners to this program and to the ideas of freedom. Uh, so, once again, please go to vote. FreeTalkLive.com as we go to your phone calls. Michael, listening to WTAR in Norfolk. Michael, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, welcome, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Well, um, first of all, I wanted to just say a word about this uh, this guy that did the shooting down in uh, Texas at Fort Hood. Um, it, just the amount of political correctness that's been surrounding this thing has just been amazing to me. Uh, right out of the starting block, you had the FBI just definitively saying, well, this is not terrorism, this is not terrorism. Uh, it seemed like all the media, including to some extent Fox News, uh, were doing their best to suppress any idea that this might actually be terrorism. And even up until last night, you had uh, uh, last night you had Geraldo Rivera, who's basically saying the same thing and saying, oh, well, this is just a matter of stress. This is just a matter of stress. The guy's under a lot of stress, and he just kind of cracked because he's under so much stress. But the guy had never even been deployed. He'd never been on the battlefield. Um, as far as I know, he, he'd not left the country since he enlisted in the military. Michael, what's and, the difference between crime and terrorism? Well, terrorism is something that's done without, I would say that's something done without a personal material motive. Crime is something that Whoa. you usually do to, uh, when to you say- get yourself ahead or to, uh, you know, to enrich yourself or perhaps to get someone out of your way, so to speak. So if I get in a bar fight, wait, wait, wait. So if I get in a bar fight and clack somebody on the head with a a beer bottle, I I don't gain anything materially because I'm I'm not necessarily going to take their wallet. I'm not going to butt rape them. Um, So is that terrorism? Well, why why did you get in the bar fight? I mean, more than likely either you and the He was ugly. I didn't like the way he was talking. Well, I mean, 
admit it. Most bar fights don't start off that way. Normally, yes, they do. Someone would, someone, someone would have to tell you something really stupid in order to make you mad enough to start a bar fight, when right? When people have been drinking, that happens fairly that frequently. Way, apparently, you haven't been in very many bar fights. <laughs> but the, the point is that this guy... Uh, breaks out, you know, he opens fire on a lot of his fellow soldiers when they hadn't done anything to him. And uh, basically, you know, everything that I'm finding out, everything that I'm hearing now. What if he? Wait, wait, just, wait, wait here. I kind of, putting, uh, to, to some extent, I agree what he said with what he says. He says that the war on terror is a war on, uh, you know, uh, basically the Islam. Um, that's what he said. A war, the war on terror is, in fact, a, a global uh, war on Islam. And well, maybe he sees the new the people the new people the new recruits as signing up for this war on Islam. So he decided he's going to take out some of these new people. But this is absolute nonsense because the whole time the war was going on, even under the Bush administration, uh, people were bending over backwards to not offend Muslims. And they were bending over backwards to say, no, this is not about religion. This is not against Islam. Islam is a peaceful religion. I heard that until it, it literally made me sick that Islam is this peaceful religion. Do you think I want that, to get that lip service that the administration pays to, uh, to Islam, do you think that that matters to the wedding parties when they get bombed by drones flown by people in McNeil Air, Air Force Base in Tampa? The 100,000 people that have perished more than that? Don't worry, this is a war. Oh, 100,000 people. More than that. Where do you get, that? Where do you get this 100,000 people? I'd say that's a conservative number actually in iraq I, yeah I, I i find that rather hard to believe but beside that okay let's say the, it's the guy, twenty thousand the, the, the guy opens up the guy opens up on fire opens up fire the morning before he had been getting rid of his possessions he went around handing out copies of the quran and when he was in the process of shooting people he's yelling out allah akbar now that sounds like terrorism. I'm sorry. That's the same thing the guys were yelling when they drove the planes into the into the building. You know, I that's see where you're coming from, that... Michael, and I, and I see I, what you're talking about. How the media doesn't want to call it terrorism. The the federal government doesn't want to call it terrorism. And I think the reason for that is why would the government want to admit that an act of terrorism could be successfully perpetrated at one of their installations? I mean, I can understand why they wouldn't want to uh, you know to come to that conclusion. I think this, uh, honestly, I think this administration is as much concerned with appeasement <clears throat> as anything else. Appeasement. Uh, I, I was not. I was not a big fan of the Bush administration. I'll be really honest with you. But at the same time, I don't think uh, the Bush administration as a whole was involved in the in the business of appeasement. What well, don't you think they Obama? appeased? Wait, 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 wait. Um, don't you think that they appeased the Saudis um, when it came to 9/11? I mean, after all, most of the the 9/11 bomber guys were Saudi Arabian. But with, then we went and attacked Afghanistan and uh, they Iraq. Attacked. I didn't the, attack. Right, they did. Don't okay, you think well, that sounds like appeasement? Was Saudi Arabia were they state sponsors of the terrorism? Were they states? Did they as a was Afghanistan? Was Iraq? Af Afghanistan definitely was. They had what are you the talking about? They had, they had You're out right of your there. mind. Afghanistan isn't right even a there. government, dude. Calm down, Mark. Calm down. <laughs> Wait, no, there wasn't really much of a government to speak of in Afghanistan, so how could you say that well, there what, was state sponsor? What sponsored? government was there was the Taliban. That's correct. That was the government. Yes. Okay? Now, and the, the, the other the, thing I wanted to speak of... The Taliban asked uh, the United States government to present evidence that Osama bin Laden was guilty of anything, and the United States government refused. They told the Taliban to deliver him or we're coming in. They said, oh, you know, you're not. And that's how the war started. Okay, I, I, think, I think someone's definitely got, a, got an agenda here. You're... you're going to be anti-American regardless. But wait, 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 wait a second. Could you please that, call me an effeminate liberal, too? Because <laughs> I bet, Ian, that I, I would be called anything. an anti-American effeminate liberal, and I, I would get ten push-ups by the end I of the night. I never shook on that. Well, the, the effeminate part I can't speak to. I don't know. I, I meant a well. feet. I'm sorry. He's I, I wearing said, a turtleneck. He's definitely <laughs> fruity. Yeah. 
All right. Well, okay. the other thing I wanted to mention. Wait, 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 wait. You I, called me anti-American. I don't get to respond wait, to that. Yeah, we'll keep you on here. Don't worry about it. Now, Mark, go ahead with your okay. response. Anti-American. Okay. Um, if America stands for liberty, its people, uh, uh, an incredible work, work ethic that has made this country uh, what it is today, I'm all for America. If America is cow-towing and worshipping uh, a bunch of people who are paid killers all, um, that, that follow the orders of politicians in Washington, D.C., then I'm anti-American. Oh, worshipping a bunch of paid killers that, fought, that kowtow, you're, you're basically painting the military with a really broad brush, aren't you? Do you think that the military gets paid to kill people? Sure they do. Okay. Okay, but why? why? I mean, are you are you insinuating that we should not have a military? I think the founding fathers would have agreed with me that uh, no standing military uh, is is a good idea, and that if if a politician, if I would prob- a government has a standing military, that they will use it. And I, I would probably agree with you. I think Thomas Jefferson would probably is probably rotating in his grave today. Yep. Um, I, now I, is Thomas I, Jefferson anti-American? No, of course not. Well, then how can <laughs> I? How am I anti-American? Well, at the, at the offense of of painting you with a broad brush. You sound like a lot of the people that I hear on TV that are just instantly, you know, anything America does is absolutely wrong. Wait a minute. Well, wait, 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 point of information. America, America wait, wait. doesn't do anything. Thank you for America that, America is a piece of dirt, okay? Yeah, America, if, you, if by America you mean... The, the United States government is a bunch of people that are not held responsible for what they do, and they can do whatever they want and steal your money in order to do it. They're scum. They're and the real terrorists, in if, my opinion. If you think that, if you think that uh, I'm anti-American for saying that they're thieves and scum and bad people, hmm, okay, then I'll be that. See, I'm okay. I'm I'm pro freedom. I'm an, if you want to call me anti anything, I'm anti coercion. I think you could call me anti war. I, yeah, I, I I'm pretty anti war. I'm pro peace. I like I like well, positioning myself as uh, as in favor of things rather than against them. But if you want to force me into that corner, yeah, I'm I'm anti war and I'm anti uh, the federal right. government and I'm anti coercion. I'm anti aggression. I'm in favor of peace and uh, and the, the, and the federal government is not. They they want to threaten me and they want to threaten my family and they want to threaten my freedom. They're the ones that I yeah. have to the, that I have to fear if i'm going to fear anything it's the federal government and the state government okay, so, do, so do you feel do you feel more secure do you think that your freedoms are going to be defended better under the obama administration no. than under the bush administration no they're all scum they're all trash they're all uh, just dangerous people i think that that, want to, uh, i think these wars me. have made me less free and i think these wars have endangered my freedom and my life and the life of my family well, I, I will I will say I agree with you to a large extent because I am I am a neo libertarian. I'll just say that. What the hell uh, is a neo libertarian? I, I, I am I am definitely a constitutionalist, and I I know that we've gone way far astray from the the original plan. But having said we've that, we've gone far away. Who's we? Um, the government. Oh, okay. okay. You're right because the they're the ones. Not, the, because they, first of all, the government is what the Constitution is about. The Constitution, and I'm sure you know this, the Constitution is a document that its purpose was to create a set of rules for the people calling themselves the government to follow. It was only signed by you know some people way back in the 1700s. So all of those people are dead at this point. The current folks, uh, yeah, they might have sworn an oath to it, but they certainly didn't sign it. Uh, and so it's pretty much a dead letter at this point, don't you think? No. I mean, if if, uh, if people consider it a dead letter, uh, that might be their opinion. I, I do not subscribe to that. I think the Constitution is as valid today as it was back then. And if uh, if we could get back to some semblance of that, I think it would it would solve a lot of problems. Michael, I know you said you had something else you wanted to cover. If you want to hang through the news, I'll bring it back for it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. If Michael thinks it's not a dead letter, does it matter? I guess it matters what the people in the robes think, right? It's Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. 
Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. As we launch here into the third hour tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. As we go back, I believe Michael is still with us, listening to WTAR in Norfolk. Uh, Michael, are you there, sir? I think I am. Okay. You had something that uh, something else you wanted to touch on. I wanted to make sure you had a chance to get that out. So go ahead. Yeah, I just make this quick because my cell phone's about to die on me here. Okay, but, sir. Um, I w- wanted to, to touch base on this thing about Islam and the historical perspective. And uh, I think you had an earlier caller was mentioning something about a hundred year a hundred year plan or something like that that was mm-hmm. done back in the Crusades. Actually, it was a thousand year plan. It was a thousand year jihad. That was uh, declared upon the, the West by the, the Muslim armies during the Crusades, and um, we are still within that thousand years. So that might have been what he was talking about. But um, I, I will agree that probably most Muslims don't have a clue about that nowadays. But I will also say that from a historical perspective, any time uh, militant Islam has been in the in the ascendancy, so to speak, you you find this sort of activity. And this is not something new even for us. Back in the 1700s, um, you had uh, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson had to deal with the Barbary pirates that were basically Muslim terrorists of their time. Um, yeah, it's true that I, they they were they were they were uh, you know del- waylaying shipping and things like that, and they had to deal with them. But um, I think that you know I, I think that the United States military, being in 130 plus countries, 700 military bases, many uh, you know many of the countries over there supporting a king for God's sake, which is so contrary to our constitution, really gives these radical Muslim nut jobs a lot of stuff to talk about that sounds very realistic and true to their constituency. Well, I, I would I would agree with that, and I think. Uh... I would agree with George Washington that we need to have uh, no foreign entanglements, which I guess... Hooray for that. We've definitely uh, gone astray from that, haven't we? But um, I think think really that's kind of an excuse, though, because if you you study again the origins of Islam and how it was spread, um, at the time Islam was started, most of the Mediterranean world probably... Well, all the world, all the uh, Mediterranean, the, the land surrounding the Mediterranean was all... Uh, for lack of a better term, westernized or Christian, and within probably 100, 200 years, uh, three-fourths of that land had fallen to Muslim military forces. And Islam really was spread by the sword. So I think this idea... You could say that that about Christianity at some points as well. No, you can't. No, you cannot. I I, I reject that completely. Um, 
if um, Christianity has largely been spread by conversion and not by the sword. Um, but the uh, Muslims... Jesus said, I come um, not to bring peace, but to bring a sword at, at, at one point. And uh, what about the holy wars? Which holy wars? Uh, what the holy Crusades. wars are you talking about? The Crusades are you talking about the Knights Are you talking about the Crusades? Went, yeah, when knights went to the Holy Land. Okay, that was actually a defensive war. It was a defensive war because, like I was saying, uh, th- all that land had been la- uh, westernized and Christian up until around 600, 700 A.D. And, and, and these things didn't start years, until hundreds of years after that. Within a couple hundred years, all of that had fallen militarily. Dude, if an Indian comes... Wait, 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 man, wait. If an Indian comes to your house and lops your head off because he says, this here's my land, ugh, and he he takes your scalp (laughs) as a result, is he justified? What? I, I don't understand what that has to do with anything. Some somebody who was who had uh, you know was an American Indian or whatever term you want to describe the people that were here before the white folks done come and take it all from them. Um, they this land was theirs first, and you that that has no that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. What that has absolutely nothing to do with. Didn't you just doesn't, it, doesn't that sound like a fair analogy to you? No, it doesn't. Hundreds of years later, talking. some guys come by and say, "Hey, this used to be Christian land. We're going to kill your butt." Okay, what I what I'm going to say is that Christianity, you very I'm, I'm sure there are exceptions from this, but as, as by and large, you never had Christian powers forcing conversions at the edge of a sword. But it, under we've had Islam, Christians call have, this so we've had Christians call this show and advocate bombing, uh, you know, the, the, the Middle, Middle East Eastern to glass. countries to glass. I'm talking about I'm talking about as a whole the the history of Christianity. Christianity has not been spread by the sword. Islam, in the or at least in the early days. Um, was spread mostly by the sword. But you're just talking about conquering governments. You're talking about a conquering government of people that are Muslim, and we're talking about conquering governments of nations that are basically Christian. I mean, isn't it all really the same? You're painting painting one government with a Muslim brush, but you refuse to paint the other government with a Christian brush. Yeah, isn't the issue here really governments forcing their way on others? And isn't it just pointless to to, to mention what their religion happens to be? Because isn't it just people in search of power? Aren't most Christians peaceful? Aren't most Muslims peaceful? I don't know about most Muslims. I I can tell you that they are peaceful because they're here among you. If they weren't peaceful, they'd be hurting you. They're selling you Slurpees, dude. Okay, if they're so peaceful, then why aren't they speaking out against the terrorism? <laughs> well, not. they have. By and large, they do. It's not like they control the media, man. It's not like they can get on there and say that. Every time you talk to one, that's what they'll say. I've never met a Muslim who's in favor of terrorism. I and mean, <laughs> to some extent, they probably feel uh, victimized and vilified. Hey, think, here's think, before very, we, before you go on, Michael. We've got to, we're going to have to move on. I know your phone's dying, but and of course you can always call us any any time. We'll talk to you again. Uh, but what is a neo-libertarian? You used the term earlier, and I'm just curious as to what you what you mean when you say that. I say neo-libertarian. I I agree with uh, just about everything that the Libertarian Party stands for. I'm I'm not in. People would say, well, you're in favor of legalized drugs. No, I'm not. But I'm also not in favor of the government trying to protect you from your own stupidity. Well, that's so, an interesting it, position. So you still you, support you prohibition? Be, what's that? So you support prohibition? No, no, I don't. I don't support prohibition. So you're in favor honestly, of decriminalized I drugs? I, I think I think that you, as a as an adult, semi-intelligent human being, should be able to make a lot of decisions for yourself without the government playing your your parent. What decision should uh, I not be allowed to make? You said a lot of. So which one should I uh, not be allowed? The one issue. The one issue that I specifically. Uh, 
especially take issue with the Libertarian Party is the issue of abortion. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. I I think that you're a little confused there. Um, Libertarians on either side of this issue, uh, I, I don't think that's a liberty issue. Um, no, some, but the, I'm saying the Libertarian Party. I has, have no idea what those uh, nut jobs I quit the Libertarian think. Party. They don't have any principles anymore. That's why I quit the Libertarian right. Party. Liberty's liberty and murder's murder, and you decide whether or not you believe that killing of a fetus is murder, and that doesn't have really anything to do with the, the philosophy of liberty. As I recall, the old position, though, back from my Libertarian Party days, uh, the old position was that the government should not be funding abortion, nor should it be prohibiting abortion. Well, it all it all depends on whether you believe the uh, the infant is alive. How many? And, and you believe that it is, presumably. So, what would you do to a woman who, uh, in your world, if if pro, you prohibited abortion, what would the punishment be? Mm, I haven't thought that one through well enough. How is and it? Okay, here's but, another question before you go on: Is if you're you've got two uh, two children, one of them is an embryo in a petri dish, a little zygote. Silly question. It is ahead. a great one. A and question. you've got a seven year old little girl that you love and you tuck in, have tucked in for uh, for seven years, and your house is on fire and you can only save one. Well, first of all, if you have a zygote, it's not it's going to be inside the mother's womb. See, I, I, understand, I understand, man, but <laughs> you have the option of saving one of these two. Which one are you going to save? I think that's a false question. It's a straw See, man. Mark, it's you never win with that it's question. It's not a straw man, dude. I mean, the fact is, you know as well not, as I do that a zygote a, doesn't have the same validity as a human as the seven-year-old little girl that you've had interactions with and all so that. You do not, so basically, you do not consider an embryo to be alive. I no, consider, consider I consider it the taking of a human's life. However, I think that people... Wait, wait, wait. I think that the people that uh, support uh, the idea of calling abortion murder or taking it a little too far because I just don't think it's quite the same thing. And I'm not willing to put somebody in a frickin' electric chair over uh, you know, these, oh. th- this operation. He didn't say what he was willing to do. He wasn't sure. No, but sure. there Some are people, people that would. No, that's true. And I think that maybe the appropriate way to do things would be to ostracize people that make a choice about their bodies that you don't agree with. But uh, certainly I agree with Mark. Putting them in a jail cell in some way is not going to uh, solve that problem. But that's assuming that it's just their body, and it's not just their body. There's another well, it body. Is their body they could kill themselves and then that other body isn't going to survive so that other body is uh, is pretty much dependent on what they decide to do of course okay. then of course the next question if becomes a- should somebody who is pregnant be able to drink alcohol and or smoke cigarettes or smoke marijuana and if they shouldn't what kind of punishment should they face for that because it won't kill the uh, the fetus but it may affect it thank you for the call we're out of time for you tonight but uh, don't hesitate to call some other time with your thoughts about anything 800-259-9231 more free talk live in moments This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're yours right there on the front page at freetalklive.com. Now is the time that you and your family need to be armed and trained at levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. And I say that because I'm an American-hating, effete liberal. 
Oh, Front Sight deserves that. What, what's that? I said cut it out. I'm sorry. Front Sight provides just such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. You can secure a Front Sight defensive handgun course today, plus 30 state concealed weapon permit, and get a free handgun. It's a Springfield Armory XD pistol, and it is a fine, fine pistol. It's against the law for me to hold a pistol in my hand. However, I can tell you that watching somebody else hold it in their hand, it looks like it fit really nice. <laughs> Go to FrontSight.com today. That's FrontSight.com. All right, 800-259-9231. You're not America-hating, Mark. No, that's, Anybody but, that listens to the show for more than a few weeks will come to that conclusion. you got to cut Michael a break and the other folks over there in uh, Norfolk. They're brand new to Free If it Talk wasn't Live. for new callers, the show just wouldn't be that exciting anyway. I mean, we, what we, we really have to do is... Yeah, what will happen when we hit 600 affiliates like Rush and we're not expanding anymore? You can't get at any At that point, the that. people in power will hate us so much that they will call in on a regular basis and berate us for, you know, hating old people or children or whatever it is that they always say about people that want freedom for their lives. All right, let's go to your phone calls uh, out to the West Coast and Arcata, California, KGOE land. Clayton is on the line. Hello, Clayton. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Clayton? Oh, well, uh, that guy called up earlier and uh, spoke about uh, Christianity not uh, converting people by the sword, and I just kind of wanted to refute that. By all means. Um, Well, uh, I think that guy really should uh, look into... uh, what was the uh, Holy Roman Empire, um, in which much of Europe, almost all of it, in fact, except for uh, a few small places, was in fact converted to Christianity by the sword. And it's obviously overlooking the Spanish Inquisition as well. Well, the Spanish Inquisition much smaller um, geographically, but I'd have to agree that once Constantine uh, converted on the battlefield after seeing a, a... cross in the sky, which, you know, it pretty much happens whenever you kind of squint at the sun, um, uh, you know, that, that in fact, yeah, that is uh, that is Christianity being uh, spread by the sword, and I, I'm ashamed that I didn't think of that particular uh, um, you know, a bit of history, considering what I've recently, all the studying I've done on, uh, on Roman history. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a pagan, so I'm kind of into that how did it dissolve sort of thing. You hate America. <laughs> oh yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate America. I just don't like the government. I, I, but I but love don't America. you understand the, the the people at the bumper sticker conservatives out there? If you don't believe uh, their version of Christianity and you don't believe their version of Republicanism, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant you males, hate America. I don't know. I'm not willing yeah, to say that. Um, you know, I I was born a wasp, so no, I'm not willing to say that. But that's what that's what their attitude is. Oh yeah, and 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 it's silly because uh, that the heritage from Wasp. I'm not a big you know bloodline heritage guy, but the, you know a lot of those folks tend to be, and uh, you know their heritage is pagan. It, Christianity is a religion from the Middle East. I mean, yeah. it, it, it seems silly, and then we're we're you know on this war path against religions from the Middle East, and I don't get it. Well, well, we I aren't don't think... on a warpath. I'm not on a warpath for yeah. anything. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I use the collective we, and it's, it's, it's a bad habit. I'm it to is. Break. It's so hard to break, isn't it? It's not. Oh easy. yeah, it really is. I don't think that there's any more validity to uh, one to, to me being a pagan than there is to me being a Christian than there is to me being a Buddhist. I think you should uh, you should stick whatever with whatever religion you like and whatever speaks to you. However, I would warn you that if there's a a top down hierarchical kind of uh, scenario in your religion that it is 
uh, likely rife with corruption and um, I would agree with you there wholeheartedly and gone off the path of what its original intent was entirely. Oh yeah, definitely. Thank you for the call, Clayton. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's go, ladies first, to Natalie, listening to WSC FM in Charleston. Natalie, hey, how are you? Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm kind of backtracking, but on the abortion oh, sure. thing, no problem. Go ahead. Uh, just how many women do I know that had just had it? They were having unprotected for so long, and it oh, it happened, and they were so surprised that it happened, and then they had an abortion. And it's like a form of birth control, and it's disgusting. I might agree with you that it is disgusting. I think it's sloppy. I think that... Uh, it's sloppy and lazy. Strap it's lazy. one on or take a pill. Yeah, I got a vasectomy, so I don't have to deal with that stuff. Oh, there you go. Yeah, exactly. And for me, I mean, you know, $700 for a vasectomy is well uh, well worth it. It pays for it in the amount that you'd have to yeah. pay for a They're not lining up to have sex with you anyway, No, though. that's true. That's true. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but, 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 you, but, you know, as disgusting and despicable as it is, I still don't think they should be locked up. Do you? Oh, no, not at all. How many women, so many women, it's a legitimate situation. But, you know, personal friends of mine were, hello, it's going to happen, that happens. And then I believe that you are hurting that baby. Studies show it swims away from, you know, what's injected into them. And, yeah, why make the baby suffer? Because you're lazy and dumb. And I think that, uh, to me, uh, what my stand on this is, is that, there are so many people that want that child, that want to love that child. Oh, my God, And, yeah. you know, the, the irresponsibility to go out and have sex and then decide that you uh, want to have an abortion because you don't want to carry the child to term that somebody else could, uh, you know, yeah, really Mark, benefit from. Yeah, but there are from. also a lot of babies out there that could use some loving parents right now that have already been born. Uh, sure. A lot of, uh, you know, babies from Asia and Africa. They're and really exact. hard to get or over here right because here of governments. And here in the United States. And here in the United yeah. States, sure, yeah. But they might not yeah, be and right. I do mentoring, and, you know, I did. I don't do it now, but just how many, and then how many beautiful women, wonderful women can't have children. I think that's one of God's laws. I've always said that. How many, why, why can't these women have children and they have a loving home, and then these slovenly women keep having babies after babies, and they drag, they don't raise them, they drag them up. Thanks. Sad. Thank you, Natalie, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing Thanks from you. So much, and, guys. Yeah, when you get a chance, head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. Invite you to the Shrine of Female listeners and any lady listeners out there. Uh, head on over there and see what that's all about. It's a, it's a way that uh, we kind of show off the fact that Free Talk Live actually has women listening. Because yeah, the, the talk idea radio in the world. Indus- yeah, the idea in the industry is that, uh, that, in fact, women don't listen to talk radio. And we know on Free Talk Live that. They, they, they do listen to talk radio, and even more Number so. Number one with to, women in Manchester. They listen to Free Talk Live even more so. So, shrine.freetalklive.com. Women 35 to 64 really like us in Manchester, New Hampshire, for some reason. All I across the nation. I love it. The ladies love Free Talk Live. All right, 800-259-9231. Uh, we continue with your calls and go to, I believe Matt is on the line in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live on the amp line. Hey, Matt. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, um, Matt? I wanted to address this gentleman, too, who was calling in railing on the um, the Muslims, and I have a, a couple of points to make. First off, uh, I've known two Muslims in my life. Uh, one was just an acquaintance. The other I would have considered a friend for quite a while. They were both very peaceful, loving people. Wild-eyed killers? Uh, no, Crazy they weren't the wild-eyed swords. killers. They, they were pretty much disgusted with uh, a lot of the things that the extremists uh, Muslims, the quote-unquote extremist Muslims believe, and they told me that a lot of that is propaganda, mm. which I have a tendency to agree with because I've seen how much propaganda is put on 
uh, by the media. I'm going to bring you back. I know you had a second point. More with Matt in a moment. 800-259-9231. Whether you want to comment on the Muslim situation or whatever's on your mind, it goes. If you make the call, 800-259-9231. We'll take your calls about anything. That's the point of the program. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition. Toll free, 800-259-9231. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is a live Saturday edition of the program. Time for your calls about whatever you want. You can dial in and bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Public policy floats your boat. Learn about public policy by interning at a state or uh, federal policy organization. The Charles G. Koch Summer Fellowship Program includes an opening uh, uh, in the week-long policy seminar, an eight-week paid uh, summer internship, a closing seminar, and weekly policy lectures. You can choose from 70 organizations in Washington, D.C., state policy networks, think tanks across the country. program includes a stipend and a Housing Alliance. Apply by January the 31st at libertarianinternships.com. That's libertarianinternships.com. And you can join us on Facebook at facebook.freetalklive.com. Add us and become a fan there at facebook.freetalklive.com. Right back to your phone calls. Matt is, I think, still on the line with us here in Illinois. Uh, Matt, you had another thought uh, thought to give us on Muslims. Go ahead. Yeah, well, the, uh, the, the first point that I made was that I think it would behoove everybody, if they can, I mean, I know it's hard to do, but find somebody who's a Muslim and get to know the person. And I think that would help stop a lot of the hatred that I hear. I agree completely. Um, we have this guy call in sometimes during the week, and he just talks talks so much hatred towards uh, Jewish people and black people, and it's he's awful about that. He's um, getting better. He seems to be coming along slowly, and trying we're trying to explain to him that human beings are just human beings, and everybody's an individual, and that if you're going to judge somebody, you should base, judge them based on their actions, not you know what color their skin is. Um, but you know, there's just the, this whole mentality that uh, people are a certain way because they happen to have a, a religious subscription is silly. And it, and I think you're right. I think a lot of that can go away. A lot of that misunderstanding can go away with a little bit of communication. And I think most of the people that talk a bunch of trash about uh, Muslims, like you say, they just don't know them. Right. Um, and, and you know, if you, if, like I said, if you got to be friends with them, if you got to know them and talk to them, you'd find that they are mostly people. I mean, they they just want to go to work, make their money, feed their families, um, live you know a good life just like anybody else. That's just how I feel about it. How, how most people are. And the, and when he when he talks about Christians like they're so I don't know holier than thou, and they they don't ever hurt anybody. I would remind them of, uh, I know somebody else mentioned the Spanish Inquisition, but there was more than just the Spanish Inquisition. There's been Inquisitions, and these people were tortured until they recanted their religion mm. and became Christians. And that's, <laughs> and the, the witch hunts, the witch Yeah, child. burn the witch. Christianity is filled with violence. It's got a long history of violence. I know that's not how it was supposed to be. I know Jesus wanted people to love each other, be kind to each other, Supposedly, respect each yeah. other, but that's not how things worked out. Thanks, Matt, and for I the thoughts. That, yep, go ahead. I think that the, the gentleman is, is a little bit biased and perhaps blinded 
by, like I said, the propaganda that he's heard, and he needs to actually talk to some people and and stop listening to the propaganda. Well said, sir. Thank you. 800-259-9231. My favorite is the verse in Judges where uh, Yahweh, uh, the the Israeli mountain god there, decides he wants some uh, virgins sacrificed to him from... uh, from you know some of the surrounding tribes. We continue. Corby's on the line in Florida. Corby, you're on Free Talk Live on the Imp Line. Well, first off, I was going to agree with your last couple of callers that almost every war we've ever had, or over half of them, was religion-based. The Crusades were also very similar, but um, that ain't why I called. Uh, also, who was it? Which one of you said 100,000 Iraqis um, were killed? Was your estimate? That's about right. I think it's a conservative we'll number. Uh, yeah, well, actually, according to the, the website, IraqiBodyCount.org, it was 93,870 through 102,424 is their guess. So you were like, right on the money on the number of Iraqi civilians killed since the war started. So, and, you anyway. know, those include uh, people killed by famine, plague, and pestilence that uh, resulted as as the, the, the war broke out. And, it you know, it's <laughs> Americans don't want to look at the civilians, the collateral damage caused by these wars, because they know that they are morally culpable in the same way that if a uh, you know some robber or uh, you know t- bad man who did something to my family is running away from my house and I pull out a gun and I I shoot at him as he's running down the street and I I shoot some innocent person of course I'm culpable for that well that's the same thing as what uh, collateral damage is in war Corby thanks for the thoughts tonight 800-259-9231 let's continue and talk to Sam in Maine you're on Free Talk Live hello Sam what's on your mind tonight Sam Hey, um, I was wondering if I could just talk about Israel. Sure, man. Go ahead. Well, the thing is, you know, I really don't believe that either either of them should have, either the Muslims or the Jews should own Israel. I think it should go back to Christianity. What are you willing to do to get it? Well, kill, you know, kill, kill. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, I yeah? think... Well, you'd, I, you'd probably rather have someone else do the killing for you, wouldn't you? No, no, I don't think they're killing. I think that since we give the Israelis so much money anyway, you know, Which shouldn't we? You be mean the federal government? Okay. You mean because the federal government steals money from me to give to the um, to the Israelis? That's right. They take our taxes. They take our taxes and they give it straight to that government, and they don't do anything. You know, they just, they just propagate the cycle of violence. They're just a client state. You're right. Yeah. How about instead of stealing the money in the first place, we just all keep our money and decide who we want to give it to on our own? How's that sound? I think that sounds really good. Cool, man. But. The thing is, though, that our government is right now pretty incompetent. It always has been, and it always will be, because as long as you steal uh, for a living, you'll never have to do anything appropriately. Just so you know, so is the Israeli government, and so is the Palestinian government. Thanks, Sam, for the call tonight. Let's talk to John in Tennessee. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. John in Tennessee going once. You're on the air, John. What's on your mind? What? You are on the Uh, air. All right, cool. Anyways, I had two issues I wanted to address. The first one, I was wondering if you like mud chips. Out of curiosity. <laughs> uh, 4chan. Yeah, it's a 4chan oh, okay, reference. All right. Anyways, the second issue uh, is um, you were bashing the government so much and everything like that, but the same government that you bash is the one that uh, gave slaves freedom and as well as the Oh, but you're wrong. But it took the freedom from the slaves, too. Well, I mean, at a time when the entire world was buying slavery and stuff like that to do all their labor and stuff like that, that was a tradition, like all the way back into the Egyptians and stuff like that. It wasn't like a new concept to be making people do your manual labor and things of that nature. Well, um, don't was, you think that that same government, now that it extracts wealth from me, if, if I decide to go out and work, and I could just live on the welfare if I chose to, but if I decide to go out and work, um, work they forcibly extract 
at least 50% of my uh, of of the money that I make as a result of the fruit of my labor um and, and maybe Maybe more. Uh, it depends on who you right. listen to. Well, I mean, I'm a bachelor as well. Like, I understand how much, like, it hurts me because I can't go out and buy more hookers and blow. But at the same time, you know, like, there are other people that are in need and things like that, like families that are starving, families that get knocked out of health care and can't do anything about paying their bills and stuff like that because, you know, dad has cancer. And it's that much like is true. And I agree with you, and I think that uh, good people give uh, to their friends and neighbors and, and the people in their community. However, um, my question to you is this. Uh, first off, the government is the most inefficient organization to be giving these people money. Um, so they share, take share. about 70 percent off the well, top. Well, we do have, like, weapons research and other things like that that we have to funnel our money into. Like, we do need to keep our country secure, and we do need to be oh, on the but top the, level. But the, the, the illusion, sir, is that, uh, that we are I'm being... I'm a Quaker. I don't believe in violence. Why are you taking my money to do your weapons research? Well, I mean, other people, other countries are going to develop weapons and stuff like that. It's known that humans will try to... Like take over other cultures. So because and stuff like that. you know that that's the sort of the same argument the southern people used. Who's going to pick the cotton if we don't force the black people to do it? <laughs> I mean, what you have there is a utilitarian argument. Not necessarily. I mean, there are people that work yes, hard that's for their money. Yes, that's utilitarian argument. You work hard for your money as well. No, no, it's, it's just like there are other people you can micromanage other people and stuff like that because there are people that want jobs and stuff like that. But we ensure that those people will be able to have money in case that they can't. Now what the hell are you talking you, about? When you keep saying we, I think what you're referring to is the uh, the U.S. federal government uh, because I'm all in favor of helping people that need help. I just don't want to be forced to do it. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I mean, like you want to keep what you earn and stuff like that. But on the same note, there are people that need help, and it's kind of like a. I want to give. I want to. I want to choose how I give what I earn away. Right. I. I want to be able well, to you choose. You can do that by donating to charities and stuff like that. Though. Sure. Like you can write what I have like left after the little programs that you're talking about here, where they take half of my money, I can give the rest of it away if that's what I choose to do. If I can still. You know, live and afford, you know, hookers and blow or whatever it was that you were talking Sean, about. Sean, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. 800 259 9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Even in these remaining moments, we'll try to sneak your call in. This is Free Talk Live. If you're paying more than $14.95 per month for DSL, you are paying way too much. It's time to make the switch to DSL Extreme, the nation's number one internet service provider. DSL Extreme is fast. And at $14.95 per month, it's cheaper than dial-up. Plus, you get free spam protection, a free modem, and 24-hour-a-day free local tech support with no setup fees. Restrictions apply. Call 1-866-2-GET-NET. That's 1-866-2-GET-NET. Or go to DSLExtreme.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are uh, wrapping out the show here. Maybe enough time for your call if you make it right now to 1-800-259-9231, but don't get your hopes up. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it is Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. You like this whole freedom thing, this freedom idea, liberty, like that? Not really happening where you're at, though, is it? I can tell you it wasn't happening where I was, down in Sarasota, Florida, where I was born and raised. It wasn't much of a liberty movement down there. Everything that there was, pretty much I was responsible for starting. That's a little bit over uh, expressing my involvement, I suppose. But uh, I, I really didn't feel like there was much happening. So I found out about the Free State Project, and immediately it clicked with me. I thought, wow, this has to be where it's at. And indeed it is. Uh, Mark, you and I made the move here to New Hampshire three years ago, a little over three years at this point, for the Free State Project to yeah. uh, to move ourselves from our old life into this new one here in New Hampshire, surrounded by 
Hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people who are actually getting active in ways I've never seen before. And uh, also in the politics side of things and also in the civil disobedience, non-cooperation side of things. Plus media. There's uh, lots of great media being created here. Free Talk Live is just one of those uh, media options. And uh, the Free State Project is a wonderful movement. Come on and learn more about it at freestateproject.org. And then uh, maybe you could come up here and join the fun. Freestateproject.org. As we continue with your phone calls, ladies first, Jessica, listening to WSCFM in Charleston. Jessica, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey. Hey, what's on your uh, mind tonight? Well, uh, first of all, just some kudos. I mean, the culmination of events tonight, number one, George Washington said that the government is inherently evil. You know, that's, those two things don't seem like they go together, but he, he was cerebral. You know, he thought about things, and that's part of, I think, what we as Americans are, are forgetting, is that our evolution is supposed to be cerebral, not for the next oh i'm telling you what jesse i'm gonna put you on hold maybe you'll come back into a better cell your cell phone's getting to the point of uh, unintelligibility or un yeah did i say that right anyway let's continue <laughs> with uh larry listening to wsjm in grand uh, excuse me not grand rapids in michigan you're on free talk live yeah hey how you guys doing you are in benton harbor right uh yeah i am right. excellent larry what's on your mind tonight okay i gotta have a good, good signal with you guys you sound great go ahead i don't okay Hey, I called you last week about, uh, you know, your issue about uh, the good people being in jail and whatever. And just want to know what you think about this guy in Cleveland. Guy in Cleveland. You brought him up yeah, the last the time. That, the... uh, you know, he, he spent 15 years in a slammer for uh, rape, and then he got out, and now they found like 13 bodies. Oh, but, hey, that, that, is, that isn't why I want to calling. I'm calling about abortion. Well, do you want, oh, our, wait, do you you want, want our opinion or not? Let, or not? let me give you a scenario. Okay, okay fine. Oh, here we go. Let's say I'm a mother, you know, a single mother, and I've got a five-year-old, and I'm pregnant. I'm saying, man, I can't have both these kids. Yeah. And this one here is in dirty diapers. He doesn't listen. So I tell you, I'm going to have a late-term abortion and take out the five-year-old. What's the difference? I'm going to hang up and let you discuss that, okay? Take care. So what he's suggesting, Mark, is that uh, the mother would be getting rid of the five-year-old, a late-term abortion, as in you know taking a hammer, a claw hammer to its head, or something like that. You know. Well, I think that it's I think it's a very interesting issue, and the courts have always treated mothers, uh, infanticide by mothers, as sort of, although it's horrifying, uh, as sort of less than murder, out and out murder. You mean killing a five-year-old would be less than murder? Generally, they do because the fact is. Who's harmed the very most? The insane person who did the crime. The five-year-old would be harmed the most? The five-year-old's dead. Certainly their life was taken, and courts have always, uh, you know, there's always been punishments for these things. However, generally those punishments aren't... How about the father? I mean, I know it was a single mom, but nonetheless, there could be a dad in the picture still somewhere. Also, how about What are you arguing with me about it? I'm just telling you what the courts say. You're asking the question of who is harmed, and I'm telling you who is, who's harmed. Look, courts have have always looked at children as as the women's. Okay. And, you know, so they... they, That doesn't answer... Okay, you're answering how the courts say. Now, how does Mark say? What do I say? Yeah. I say it's absolutely insane behavior and, and, you know, something I don't, you know, I don't even like to think about in my uh, daily life. I mean, what do you you want from me? Okay, now... They're criminals. They're awful people. So what do you think should happen? I, I don't know. What, do you, what What would you do? That's a tough question. It's because, a really tough question. Who do you I pay recompense to? Right. I support restitution. And I, I think, think they, that in- honestly, I think that uh, 
you know, I, I like the idea of penal colonies to some extent. You know, take take them out, take her out, and throw her on some island someplace where she can't doesn't have to deal with the rest of us. Escape from New York. Have you ever seen that movie? I think that that's about Kurt all Russell? New York's good for these days. <laughs> Um, I think that you know, I think that you've probably got some family members that uh, would definitely deserve some compensation in that case. I mean, you have probably got a father somewhere. A father certainly. certainly. You've got uh, likely look, grandparents. If she's killing her children, she's crazy. She is crazy. She can't work. That's true. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I mean, she's just frothing at the mouth, nuts. I'd love to hear from some free marketeers on that question because it's a really tough question. I see. I don't uh, necessarily subscribe entirely to the uh, the free marketeer paradigm simply because I don't believe all the questions have been asked and not, not enough experimentation has been done. No, I agree with you, but I think that the marketplace will find the best solutions much better than the one-size-fits-all government solutions. I think the solutions. marketplace takes time to find solutions, yes. I think the marketplace works a lot faster than government does. Eight hundred. Government already has solutions for that. Ninety-two thirty-one. We're going to try Jessica again. I think we still have her with us. Jessica, back in Charleston. Are you there? No, she dropped. She's gone. I apologize about that. Let's try instead Richard in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Oh, I am on. You are on the air, Richard. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, awesome. Uh, hey, I'm in Pennsylvania. I'm registered to carry, and I've got a house full of guns. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> uh, you're not thinking about doing anything crazy, are you, Richard? Why no, would you, why would you insinuate that? Why would he tell me that? Only if the nigger comes get my guns. Get off the phones. That's awful. Nigger, nigger, I don't nigger, even want to nigger, talk nigger, to you. Nigger, Goodbye. Nigger, Goodbye. Nigger, Goodbye. You know, I'm going to even dr- dump you out for that. So most of that didn't even make it on the air. Too bad for you. Uh, anyway, what that guy was referencing was uh, he was uh, essentially being a racist. And you know what? I've got the dump machine, and I decided to dump him out for that because I don't want to hear that stuff. Yeah. I'm just not interested in that. It's not a conversation. Saying the N-word over and over again, not intelligent, not a conversation. 800-259-9231. We're here to have it conversation with you. It doesn't forward anything either. Right. right. We're, here, we're here to have conversations with you. This is talk radio. Okay, so when you call in and you bring something up, we'd like to respond to it. But how do you respond to that? That was just a bad prank call is really all that was. And we like prank calls on Free Talk Live. Don't get me wrong. If you're good at it. Yeah, call in with a good crank call. Okay, and then we'll let you, that's no problem at all. We've had some really great crankers. We've had some characters call this show, people that will call with the same character voice. It's been a long time since we've had a good character call, though, hasn't it? Um, you know, yeah, it's been a while. Sometimes we have characters call that we don't know if they're really characters or not. They're that good. Maybe they're <laughs> really, really tough. Like, uh, there's this guy named Jamie in Kentucky that uh, will call every so often. And he's so authentic. Howdy. This is Jamie in Kentucky. He's so I'm authentic. I'm living in my grandma's house. Working at Dollar General. <laughs> watching wrestling. 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 And he's so authentic, you wonder, is this guy real? He could be real. He seems so genuine. But he could also be fake. He could also be so brilliantly faked that it doesn't matter. What matters is that it's entertaining. And your call, sir, was not. 800-259-9231. Yaya, listening to WSC-FM in South Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Yes, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Yaya? Good. I like your station. I listen to you all the time. What I notice, um, I'm a Muslim, and it's terrible that the, the guy was a Muslim. He's a killer. You know, it's not right. But then the next day, I see these talk radio people like Snick. He's saying this guy is the 21st hijack and all this stuff. But then the shooter down in Florida, nobody speaks about his religion. Why is it? Why is that? Hey, you know, all I can tell is that they're putting people in groups for no good reason. 
Yeah, tell me about being a Muslim. I mean, what are some of the tenets? Uh, how do you feel about peace, love, uh, forgiveness? Oh, it's all about love and peace and submission to the one creator. There's only one creator. There's only one God. But people just try to take that one verse of the Quran that says, um, fight them. That was the ayat, that verse was revealed when they was at war with the people. You know, it says, they're not going to be friends with you. They, they're your enemies. They're at war with you, you know. And when the prophet went to war in different countries, he was defending himself. People don't tell you that part. You know, they had a treaty. They kicked him out of Mecca. Mecca was his hometown, and he gave birth. He was born there. He had birthright citizenship. He was the leader. And they they, they, they went in the treaty, and they attacked him. And when they attacked him, he won the war. And he came back, and he was the leader. So wherever so, they went. So the fighting uh, doctrine is if you're being attacked, you should defend yourself? That's the idea. Yeah, you got to defend yourself, yes. Yeah, that doesn't sound unreasonable to me. So yes. so you're not trying to take over, uh, you know, and you know, kill your neighbors and all that stuff, huh? No, no people are not going to... Of course not. Gonna, you're not going to win, no. Right, because if Muslims were that way, then there would be killings all the time. There would be bombings all the time, and it's obviously not that way. Muslims, are the, again, everyone I've ever talked to, very peaceful, very loving. Yeah, right? it, they seem to me to love their children and want to you know, make a better life for them. Thanks. I think it was a great way to wrap out the show, and I thank you for the call, Yaya. Uh, can I ask you one question? Oh, uh, boy, real quick, like five seconds, no. go. When, I, when I'm online, I'm trying to get the show. I can't get it. Okay, well, go to freetalklive.com. We've got archives and live streaming there all the time, 24 hours a day. Thanks for the call, dude. And we are out of time for tonight. We'll be back on Monday night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. The following edition of the Mark Interview Series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as 3 bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com, and here's Mark. All right, so the, the Edgington Post interview series continues. And uh, today I've got Scott Horton with me from antiwar.com. And I've talked to Scott on a couple of occasions. Scott, are you there? I'm here. How are you doing, Mark? Excellent. And uh, the reason that I've got you on the line is because, you know, well, I consider you to be an expert when it comes to foreign policy. And I like to hear what you have to say on, on subjects like, uh, you know, that are, that are going on, on around the world. Well, I appreciate you having me back. Sure. So, um, anything uh, in as far as the on the world stage you want to uh, approach? Uh, well, I guess the first thing that I like to highlight would be the if I can give a little bit of good news and sort of try to put a little bit of positive spin on something that's I'm for happening. That. I know that'll shock you coming from me, but <laughs> I think that there is, Mark. I think. Maybe it's hyperbole, and maybe it's wrong, but I think that there is some sort of qualitative difference between the Iran policy of the previous administration and the Iran policy that Barack Obama is at least seeming to put forward here a bit. And that is, Bush and Cheney told the Iranians, you may do everything we tell you or else. And then once you absolutely do, not just agree, but absolutely do every demand that we can come up with, then we will be gracious enough to allow you to sit in our presence at the table to discuss anything else from there. I guess what else you can do for us. Right. And, and that policy, somehow I think Dick Cheney convinced George Bush that 
he was too good of a person to talk to bad people like the Iranians or something ridiculous like that. And Barack Obama has, in fact, gone over there, uh, well, not personally, but he sent the State Department people over there to try to work out a nuclear deal with the Iranians. Now, I'm the first one to tell you that there, there is no evidence, at least anywhere in the world, that the Iranians have a nuclear weapons program of any description. Yes. They're within the Non-Proliferation Treaty. They are within their safeguards agreements, and the IAEA has continued to verify the non-diversion of nuclear material. However, the fact that they're enriching uranium at all is of terrible concern to the Likud party crazies that run the state of Israel and who will use any sort of nuclear program as an excuse to bomb, as we've seen in Iraq in 1981, as we saw in Syria in 2007. And they have been pushing hard for strikes against Iran for years now and threatening that the Iranians will nuke them off the face of the earth any day now if they and or America don't start a war and bomb Iran. And what Obama is doing, it looks like, is he's trying, and I don't think it's quite working so far, but it's still in process. And I think he really is trying to work a deal where the Iranians will export some of their uranium to Russia to be further refined from 3.6% up to 20% uranium-235. It's got to be above 90% now to make a bomb. But if you enrich it up to 20%, then it has uses as medical isotopes and so forth. And the Iranians, uh, the deal would be that they would export enough uranium to Russia, and then it would go from Russia to France, where the French would make it into fuel rods, and then they would send it back to Iran, that it would be in a form and in such a way that they could not further enrich it to bombs grade, to weapons grade. And that would mean that as long as any good portion of that uranium is out of the country in Russia or France at any given time, or it's in the form of fuel rods in their reactors, it cannot be further enriched to weapons grade, which should, Mark, should take the wind out of the sail of even the most paranoid Israeli right-wing Likudnik crazy who wants to equate their nuclear program with a nuclear weapons program. And it should... uh, you know, ratchet down the tension between the United States and Iran a great many degrees. It's so, not a done deal yet by the slightest measure, but the fact that Obama is even taking this tactic and trying to work out a real deal to do this uh, makes him, I think, one million percent better of an executive <laughs> than the previous. Well, um, now, how is it that uh, in, in American media, whether it's uh, coming from the White House or coming from the uh, the right wing pundits on the radio, and those are the generally the places that I hear hear my news. Um, they they pretty much they'll paint the picture as Iran is making nuclear weapons. I mean that's that's the way they 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 sort of state it for the average person. Um, how is it that we They're get lying. from? Yeah, yes, they are. Now, how is it we get from the point of? The way we there is lies, man. That's it. But why are they lying? Why why is it that they well, want to lie? Well, you know, different reasons for different people, but, um, well, and, you know, it's not just liars, too. It's all the minor birds who repeat what they say as though they know what they're talking about. And, frankly, I have an advantage that most people don't have. Uh, That is that I read Antiwar.com every Saturday where Gordon Prather, who's a former nuclear weapons designer and maker, 
for the United States government from Sandia and Lawrence Livermore National Laboratories, writes us, uh, writes an article for us at antiwar.com every weekend. And I know Gordon, and I talk with him on the radio show, and uh, I help edit the articles and so forth, and I've learned so much from him. And so I can sit here and tell you, not that I am a nuclear physicist by the slightest degree, but I can tell you that 3.6% enriched uranium-235 is not weapons-grade, and that it's got to be above 90%. And I can tell you that uh, if the Iranians are ever going to harvest their plutonium from their Boucher reactor, uh, their plutonium-239, and somehow make that into a nuclear weapon, that in order to do so, they'd have to do it in front of the whole wide world that they would have to shut the reactor down. They'd have to wait a year for it to cool down enough to even reach in there and take the stuff out and then try to do something else with it. If they were to make an implosion bomb, they would have to do so many tests with natural uranium or something else as the core to make sure that the extremely sophisticated implosion system of high explosives in the warhead would actually work. I mean, you think the Iranians want to shoot a nuke that's not going to that's going to fizzle and not go off at somebody? How embarrassing would that be? Uh, there are all these details about nuclear issues, Mark, that most people don't know and they don't have access to, or they don't think that they do. Uh, Antiwar.com/slash/prather every Saturday, um, but they they basically hear the word nuclear, and then they hear an expert say nuclear danger, nuclear threat, nuclear weapons. And who knows how to discriminate between these different ideas? Only in this society, basically, you got Scott Ritter and you got Gordon Prather. You got uh, Gareth Porter over there at uh, Interpress Service. And you have very few voices who are willing to say, now, listen, here is what exactly we know, we don't know, et cetera, et cetera, and parse these things. But I noticed, you know, you mentioned TV news, uh, right-wing magazines, right-wing radio. None of them ever give you any details, do you? Have you ever heard the phrase safeguarded in listening to the Sean Hannity show? Well, do you think Sean Hannity even knows what a safeguards agreement is or what the nonproliferation treaty says or what state of compliance or noncompliance the Iranians are in at any given time? We know that he doesn't have any idea what he's talking about. He's simply a parrot pretending to be John Bolton. And John Bolton, of course, is a liar. Now, what a, um, there, there's an international organization um, that that handles the, the the issue, the nuclear issue, and they basically have stated over and over again that Iran is not making nuclear weapons. What? Um, why doesn't anyone listen to them? Well, I don't know. I'm honestly, you know, Mohammed El Baradi. Uh, testified in February of 2003 that when he Googled the Niger uranium documents, he, he Googled them and he debunked them within half an hour, more like a couple of minutes. And these are the ones that were and used to... he told the world. Mohamed el was the director, is now uh, for not very much longer, but was then the director of the International Atomic Energy Agency. And he said, this information that you have, that Saddam Hussein is trying to buy uranium from Niger, is not true. These are forged documents. And he told the whole world, and it was live on CNN, Mark. I saw it. And you know what? They went right on pretending that Saddam Hussein was making nuclear weapons. Yeah, because they're liars and murderers. And Mohammed El Baradi—that sounds like a foreigner name. Yeah. Why should I trust him when my great leader is telling me to be afraid? 
Yeah. Obviously, my great leader is more on my side than some terrible person with a foreign-sounding name like that. People reason, you know? And, I mean, think of what they did to Hans Blix, right? Yeah. All Hans Blix said was, hey, we can't find any weapons. And they said, well, it must be Hans Blix's problem. Yep. They sure did. They crucified this guy, Hans Blick, or whatever his name was, uh, and you never hear the name any longer, and it's because it turns out old Hans was right. There wasn't a nuclear right. program in Iraq, yep. but sure enough, you know, we had I'll to go, go in there and find out ourselves. Too. I'll go you one further here, too, man. The, uh, not just the foreign intelligence agencies, or, I mean, the IAEA is it's not an intelligence agency, but they're basically the international weapons inspectors. And, and verifiers of non-diversion of nuclear material to military purposes and so forth. But in 2007, all 16 intelligence agencies in this country, uh, collectively their uh, directors at one table are called the National Intelligence Council. They came together, unanimous, all 16 intelligence agencies. I bet you didn't even know there were that many. No, I didn't. And they all agreed that the Iranians are not making nuclear weapons. They have not made the political decision to try to make nuclear weapons. And whatever progress they were making on any design or anything else, they quit the whole program in 2003. Now, we could dispute whatever they even had going on in 2003. But anyway, the official story of the official CIA story is that there's not a nuclear weapons program. And in fact, in March, the director of national intelligence, uh, Admiral Dennis Blair, testified under oath in front of John McCain's Foreign Affairs Committee that they still stand by that. And then I'll also direct you to an article in Newsweek by Mark Hosenball from three weeks ago. It was a web funded at the 7-Eleven. But uh, it said that not only does the CIA continue to stand by this, they're actually fighting with the Israelis and the Germans who were trying to say that this or that indicates this or that. And they're sticking by their guns in an argument with foreign intelligence agencies, and they have recently put a report on the president's desk that continues to stand by their assessment from 2007 that there is not a nuclear weapons program in Iran. So now ask me, well, how can it possibly be that when our own CIA says this lie isn't true, that the media can just go on and pretend that it is? Yeah, how could it be? (laughs) Then I'll answer, I don't know, man. It's like I'm living in the twilight zone. So I I mean, if the CIA, in fact, in 2002, the CIA said Saddam Hussein is not going to attack us with weapons, uh, any chemical weapons. We attack him first. And we ignored that. That was the official intelligence assessment of O2. So there you go, man. I don't know. We we live in a world where politicians can tell whatever lie they want, kill whoever they want, I guess. And and we don't even listen to the uh, the spooks. So um, <laughs> now we don't even read Newsweek where it says that the spooks say none of this is even right. It's crazy. It, it's absolutely nuts. Now, it's pretty clear that uh, Barack Obama can't go attacking Iran right now because he's busy, go, you know, increasing his forces in Afghanistan. And um, I don't know that he's come to a conclusion whether or not he wants to increase the force officially, but he's been moving people there anyway, sort of under the uh, cover of night. Um, what, you know, has the political climate changed in Afghanistan? Do we have any reason at this point to be there? Well, the political climate has changed in Afghanistan. It's far worse than it ever was, Mark. If you go back to the election of 2004, you can read in the BBC how all these thugs were going around telling the village elders, you vote for Karzai or we'll burn your house down. 
we'll round you up and shoot you all to death. You're going to vote Karzai this time. And they voted Karzai, all right. And that's how this guy became the puppet dictator, mayor of Kabul in the first place. He's never controlled, his government's never controlled more than Kabul. Yeah. And now here he stole this election uh, with more than a million fraudulent votes in this tiny little country. Uh, there's a secondary CIA stand-in puppet named Abdullah Abdullah, who right. they were going to try to replace him with. But, uh, you know, he worked too hard against them and undermined their ability to do that. And then the, uh, they announced that they were going to do a, a big uh, uh, runoff election, but then they've now abandoned that. Uh, and I guess the Americans promised Abdullah Abdullah that they would give him, you know, whatever power something. and influence in whichever department as his uh, concession prize. Right. But uh, the, the government, let's, let's get serious, the government of Afghanistan is nothing but the Vichy quizzling puppets of the American empire. They're just like if a foreign country occupied us and the friends and neighbors of ours who went to go and work for the occupiers, that's who these people are. And they don't provide peace and security. They don't provide women's rights. You know, uh, one of Karzai's newest uh, allies, again, is a warlord named Dostum, who is known as the worst mass rapist, war criminal murderer who skins people alive, sicko warlord in that whole place. And he's Karzai's sidekick. Now, nice. his brother is a dope pusher who you can go look at McClatchy newspapers where he threatened a McClatchy reporter after, you know, threatened him uh, for asking questions about his heroin running. Uh, and in fact, the CIA just did this. They just did this leak to the New York Times admitting that he works for them, this dope pusher brother of our puppet Karzai, because they were trying to undermine Karzai in the run up to the elect the rerun election that they ended up calling off anyway. So they went and trumpeted it in the New York Times. Uh, you know, th this is the – you talk about a place in the world where American troops ought to not be sent. It's the land there between, you know, India and Iran, dude. I mean, this is just absolute insanity. There is no purpose in – in waging the occupation, other than to continue to destabilize that society, to continue to have an excuse, to continue to have the war. Now, and around and around we go. I think the name of the game at this point, Mark, is that the generals who own all those bases across Central Asia want to keep them. Yeah. And, you know, maybe there's an interest about making sure the pipeline goes this way instead of that way from Iran. Or yeah, whatever. the pipeline's an issue. I, I've heard of the pipeline before. Now, what about uh, Pakistan? I mean, I've I've heard that there's a good chance that Osama bin Laden is in the uh, is that the Kush Mountains in, in Pakistan. Yeah. Um, is, is That's what they say. It really? I mean, <laughs> Osama bin Laden's been in the same place for seven or eight years and we can't go get him? Well, I mean, not to say that I think it's a good I idea, mean, but this is this is terrain. This is the roof of the world, man. This is like waging a war on Mount Everest, dude. You can't. Uh, if you're an invited guest, you can travel there. Okay. If not, you cannot. And I don't know, and I don't know if anybody knows, but I imagine that Osama bin Laden is staying in the guest house of a tribal chief somewhere in those mountains, and he's beyond the reach of our drones beyond the reach of special forces guys and helicopters, beyond the reach of Tomahawk missiles. He's beyond the reach of the Pakistani army. And frankly, I think if they send in the entire American Marine Corps, 
with, you know, trillions of dollars as though we weren't bankrupt, that they probably still couldn't win that war. I mean, imagine... Can't they do it through intelligence? Really imagine the Russians waging war against the Wolverines in the Rocky Mountains, like on Red Dawn. Yeah. They wouldn't stand a chance. But Could, uh, could any force on Earth take the Rocky Mountains from the Americans who live there? No way. Doesn't seem like it. Um... I, I see that point, but it, I mean, you know, these, these are Middle Easterners, right? I've always heard that Middle Easterners are easily swayed by money. They're, they're kind of a, they're miserly, money-grubbing sort of people. They like to dicker when they sell things and, and stuff like that. Can't you wave a few mil in front of some guy who say, and, you know, a few guys and say, hey, you find out where Osama bin Laden is. You get me, you get me GPS coordinates. That's all I need. And, you know, take care well, of it you know, in that they're fashion. Doing that. They're doing that, and they're killing individuals. I don't know about Osama, but they're exactly paying people to give them coordinates, and then they're bombing innocent people. Yes. And there's been stories like that all over Pakistan. And you know, although to the larger question, I don't know if that really is any kind of legitimate uh, stereotype of Arabs at all. I've, yeah. I have very I, little experience traveling. I don't know uh, either. You know, I mean, I'm just have never been to the Middle East. However, the Pashtuns of um, uh, the Pashtuns of that area of Afghanistan and Pakistan, they're not Arabs. And in fact, they have an entire Persian landmass of Persians and Turkic peoples that are between them and the Arabs. So I don't know exactly like what Arab characteristics they ought to share at all in terms of of those kinds of customs and that, that kind of sociology like you're talking about. What I understand about the Pashtuns is that they are they have a very strict honor code and among their most important uh one of the things that they consider among the most important measure of a man is the length that he will go to protect his guests and i guess you know like the saying goes uh they will give you their own daughter before they give you a stranger that they took in seeking refuge hmm. so uh, if 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 Osama bin Laden, if you were uh, a four-star general and you were in, put in charge of going to get Osama bin Laden, um, and I'm not saying that you know it's the most enviable job in the world, how would you go about it, Scott? I would say, if you turn him over to us, we'll leave forever. Yeah, the, the entire Middle East. Sure. Sure. Whatever. I, I don't that's know what... that Eurasia belongs to North America. It doesn't. Yeah. The old world, the idea that our American empire can rule the old world forevermore, it's as silly as it sounded when I just said it out loud. Yeah, it does sound silly. <laughs> All right, man. Well, um, I guess the last thing I want to ask you about real quick is there was this uh, Fort, Hit, Fort Hood shooting that went on today, and there's not a lot of news out about it. Uh, apparently, they're not leaking much, but... Uh, 31 or something like that people have been shot at Fort Hood at a, uh, a medical staging area to, you know, head over to kill people elsewhere or something like that. And, uh, you know, it's it's a tragedy that the bullet catchers caught bullets too early or something like that. Um, I, I hate to be flippant about uh, people being being harmed, but it always it I don't know. It seems disingenuous to me that we wouldn't really care about people being sh these people these same people being shot over in Afghanistan however it's a big tragedy if when it happens here in the United States isn't that interesting i mean and also if they were just regular civilians and it happened at a regular grocery store we would care a lot yeah right but if 
But like you say, put them in uniform. In fact, if the same thing happens here, we'll still care. But uh, ship them off over the ocean. All of a sudden, their lives are worth about as much as the foreigners. Yep. Once they're overseas, it wouldn't have been. You know, I got to tell you, I I'm completely with you. I think it wouldn't have been really any big point. deal. And if, you know, I don't I don't mean to say that I subscribe to that because I think you know individuals are individuals, and immediate self defense is the only excuse for taking somebody's life. It's as simple as that. Yeah, but I think that uh, people, but, you know, the I listeners... I did a protest here in New Hampshire, at the University of New Hampshire here in Durham with the Young Americans for Liberty today. Yep. And they set out uh, almost a 1,000 flags, Mark. Uh, it was 985 flags to represent the American boys who have died in the wars just since Obama took power in January. You should have seen this field of flags, man, representing individual lives lost over this, over this nonsense. Just since January. Yeah. It's, it's sad. You know, I think that the listeners... And sadder still is everybody walking by going, yeah, right, like, I care. <laughs> that's right. And I think that's what I want the listeners to do with, my, with the statement I just made there. I want them to examine um, for themselves how they would feel if they found out about a base that got bombed in Afghanistan um, or, or shot up in Afghanistan and 31 people died over there, um, some civilians, uh, some some military personnel. And uh, some of them are expected not to survive, period, have, have not yet been declared dead. But, you know, yeah. well, how would they feel? They should care as little about these soldiers as they would about those. It's that they should care as much about those over in Afghanistan as they do about these. Yeah. Yep. It's the truth. And I'll tell you, I'll, one thing I heard, and I don't know if this is true, it's only a government official claimed it to a NBC reporter who repeated it, I think. So I don't know if this is a fact, but one of the things that I've heard so far is that the soldier has an Arabic name and that he was some sort of language specialist or something like that. And, uh, you know, I don't know how severe the reaction to this will be, Mark, but I'm scared that that means new laws, new impositions on your freedom and mine because terrorism, terrorism, terrorism. And I just, you know, people need to be reminded that America is invulnerable from without. It's not terrorism that threatens us. It's the abandoning of our own liberty, the willful abandoning of our own liberty because of fear. That is what's destroying America. I agree with you. Scott Horton, antiwar.com. Thank you for uh, for uh, sitting in with us here today, and um, I'll talk to you again soon, sir, my friend. Thank you very much, Mark. It's been Thank a pleasure you. to be with you. Appreciate it. This interview brought to you by... SACL CAI, just another one in the. I think I'm going to call them the Edgington Post, uh, kind of a play on the Huffington Post, just for fun. But um, anyway, keep listening. Thanks. This is Ian. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time. You and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. And the Millionaire Patriot is paying his own money to help you get it. This is real. Thousands have already taken advantage of it, and you should too. Don't miss out. Secure a front sight defensive handgun course plus 30-state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar and get your free handgun. Go to frontsight.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T dot com. Go to frontsight.com for your training and free gun. Again, that's frontsight.com. Attention. 
all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.